Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It is the Migs cast. My name is Steve Miggs. I am here with the Reverend Enfuego. Hello. And Glenn Cannon. What's up? Blood pressure. Blood pressure. <laughs> Under pressure. Blood pressure. I arrived and had a bit of an outburst, but I feel much better after venting for like five minutes. It's uh, always the way it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was thinking maybe outburst in the uh, restroom. Usually that's the first no, stop you make. No. That's L- the life is, kind of outburst. Yeah, it was. Life is good. Quality of life is good. Just level of BS is piling up and piling up and piling up. And so this morning... Are you one step closer to the edge and are you about to break? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Shut up when I'm talking to you. Shut Shut up. up. Shut up when I'm talking to you. Shut up. If you I won't clean my room. If you I won't clean my room. If you I won't clean my room. We're here, and we're ready to kick you in the face, America. I had the wife dying the other day because I was singing, uh, what was I doing? It was like, your mother threw up, she's coming down with the sickness. Your brother threw up, he's coming down with the sickness. Your sister threw up, she's coming down with the sickness. And now you came in to work, you're going to give it to me. You know, and I was like, coughing and all this sneezing, sneezing and all this coughing. Oh, you're going to give it to me. You know, <laughs> Tony was just dying. Man. It's true, though. Right now, everybody is dealing with the flu. You just summed up everyone's workplace. Yeah, right. You're going to give it to me. <laughs> I thought they were crossing streams. Disturbed and Linkin Park cannot be brought up in the same sentence. Uh, we just got to add a rapper to Disturbed. Oh, and Everything you say to me. What's the closer to the edge? Rap about the brain. Mom. <laughs> yeah, is this a... Guys don't understand me. It's a whole other aspect of this song once you put a really, really whiny tone to it. It's so emo, but yeah. masked by new metal. It's weird. I mean, it's new metal. I, I like the way those records sound, other than the wicked, wicked DJ scratches yeah, and no, stuff. I love that stuff. But I, I just, I can't. I'm not into that band. They don't click with me, man. When I hear them on the radio, I'm like, nope, and I change the channel. I, it just doesn't resonate they with didn't, me. Yeah, they didn't speak to me like. Corn did. Yeah. And I'm literally Corn comes saying, on, I'm like turning it up. Yeah. These guys come on and I'm like, eh, I'm not really into this. It's just and I know a lot of people are like, you don't like Lincoln Park? I'm like, bro, I sorry, they're a good band. I'm not gonna say they're not a good band. Fun but. fact about Lincoln Park, I absolutely despise every single member of that band except for Chester Bennington. What did they do to <laughs> you? Oh, tell the tale. I got to interview them when uh they toured with Metallica at the and I've had a chance to talk to the members of the band. Actually, Mike Shinoda's not that bad. I'll I'll, I'll give him So the two leads 
he's are okay. You know what it is is when I think sometimes douchey um, inspires douchey. Mm. So like, <laughs> so like it's Mike Shinoda, fall. Like Mike Shinoda by himself, <laughs> super nice, easy to talk to. But when you put him with the DJ guy, the DJ guy is so self-important. That's because oh. he's so insecure because he doesn't matter. Well, he thinks he matters. You take that wicked wicked out yeah. in Lincoln Park's nothing, bro. I got news for you. Yeah. <laughs> so when he, the two of them, I got the interview together. Could not want that interview to end quicker. You know what I mean? It was like one of those interviews where you're just like, I just want to ask the questions, get done with it, maybe get a couple sound bites for my music news you can use when I worked at the end, mm-hmm. and get the F out of here because this sucks. I'd rather go back to talking Limp Bizkit which, and Fred Durst. that bad? Well, I like Fred Durst. Everyone else seems to hate Fred Durst. I've had nothing when but- When I met him, he was really nice. He's been great. He was really nice. He's been- He gets a bum rap. I'm sure he's a dick to some people, but every time- <laughs> Dude, that time when I interviewed him uh, at WrestleMania, because they performed at WrestleMania 19- I went backstage to interview them, and it was it was so surreal because he was having issues with Britney Spears at the time. So I became like his therapist. Like he's oh, telling me about all these issues. Like, was no, it like a bro? She wigged out and shaved her head. I think she was experimenting <laughs> yeah, with math. I tried to tell her that sensation would pass. She wasn't having it. it was was like, this? It was like I really like her. But I don't know if it's going to be a relationship kind of a oh, talk. That's incredible yeah. that you had this conversation that with someone. Amazing. Man, I did it all for the nookie, but she wouldn't give me the cookie. Right? <laughs> Before I forget, we, we, we've got Wyatt, we've got Kyle, we've got Rob. You know them as Wyatt only in the wreckage. Hi, guys. Hanging out with us. What's oh, dude, going on? The Limp Biscuit experiences every time. One time I got to go for Summer Sanitarium. Was it called Summer Sanitarium? Yeah, that was yeah. the one. Yeah, that's the big one. At, at yeah. CenturyLink Field. Uh, when they play with Metallica, and I got to go in their locker room or locker room into their dressing room, and before Fred would interview me, he wanted to listen to um, uh, "Results May Vary," the record that didn't do well, with, didn't have Wes on the, in the band. Yeah, but I really love that record, and parts didn't of it. They, but I didn't mean to interject, but wasn't part of the thing was they said, "Hey, we're not going to do traditional marketing with this record, and this record's going to be made available by the internet and free." And it was like a big uh, experiment. Am I wrong? I don't I remember. Don't this this was though the that. record that was the result. It was the first one without of Wes. the guitar search right. at Guitar Center. Remember when they came to Guitar Center? I remember that. But I, I thought literally they were just like, and it's free. I I, mean, uh, I don't think that was the okay. case. Okay, yeah, continue the story. I just wanted to interject because everyone says that record didn't do well. And I'm That's like, the what? record with Eat You Alive. Also. Yes. Right. Uh, so that song That's is one of the greatest my songs. favorite Limp Biscuit songs ever. That's one of my favorite records, by Have you ever heard the Eat You Alive no. song? No. Uh, it's a jam. Up, man. I also will go ahead and make about 100,000 people hate me right now. And I'm just going to put this out there. I really like the Limp Biscuit cover of Behind Blue Eyes. I'm, mm. and I'm sorry I don't for mind it except I'm, for the fact that they added lyrics to the song. <laughs> I was like, "All right, come on, man." Yeah, I don't like when they change the lyrics. Even the Five Finger Boys when they change the words of Bad Company, I'm like, uh, uh, uh. Yeah. but you know, yeah, it's six shooter, not shotgun. Of course, a lot of people are like, "I love that song they wrote," and it's like, oh. like they did a great job. Yeah. Oh, here's their cover of Behind Blue Eyes. I've heard it. I actually oh, like you have it. Heard this one? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, I remember no. hearing it on the radio when you guys were spinning it. So, wasn't this right after September 11th? Oh, you might be right. I think they yeah. did this kind of as a man, things are rough, everybody song. Part of the reason why I love this is that, so the original Who version, don't get me wrong, I love it. I don't like the major key bridge in it. Oh, when, really? when, the, when they go major in it. This is super s- nerdy. Yeah, <laughs> for, for some reason, it sounds too happy, and I feel like it breaks the vibe of the song. I feel like they kept a really dark vibe during the bridge. For 
some reason, I really liked it. See, uh, and the part that Wyatt doesn't like, I like. I used to cover that song. My fist clenches, crack it open. I always dug that part. Because yeah, it's the major bad. lift, so you can have the minor fall. Exactly. I like it. It's yeah, the dynamic man. flow. Yeah, I love man. that we brought Wyatt only in the wreckage in to preview a record that came out like a decade ago. Well, yeah. Because <laughs> well, it's relevant, man. We got to stop. We got to stay on top. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, here hey. comes. A, is this the part where like all the, the DJ stuff comes in? No, they no. don't. Do they do I don't, that? I don't oh, think they yeah. wiki wiki on this, do oh, they? Oh, yeah, they do. So, or so they sample. They bridge. Yeah. The, yeah, there's a bridge that has a sample that is one of those uh, speak and spell things, the things that sound like Satan. Yes. Yeah. We're A, B, C. I'll get over here. Let's just go ahead a little bit. Oh, there it is. Glenn looks like he really likes this song. <laughs> Keep in mind, I was like 14 when this came out. I'm oh, don't, sorry. don't apologize. Own it, man. I was Own it. Kind of okay with it till just now. Come on, discover. Yeah. No. It's the way of the future, Glenn. <laughs> it is. The way of the future. So, here's, the future. A, here's a song I was talking about. This one, I, I hope it doesn't curse, because I know it curses at some point. But uh, it be does, ready, Rev. It does in the first line of the verse. Keep that pen handy, bro. I just love how this jams. Yeah. Hey, you, Mrs. Oh. There we go. I beeped in the wrong spot. Yeah, you did. I missed the beep. Honestly, that sounded pretty rocking. So long as you forget the fact that this is kind of about Britney Spears. And then doesn't he talk about sniffing on her panties yeah, right, right here? here. Wait, oh, it's the second one. Ah. Oh, I'm yeah. into it. I'm by that. He doesn't really talk about sniffing around the underwear, does he? Yeah, we gotta get to that. Oh, yeah, yeah it's the second free course. <laughs> oh, here we go. He's slipping into the rap really, Lego now. He's really sad about Britney Spears not wanting to be with him. This song is so funny. When you pay attention oh, to the on. lyrics. It would be sort of fun to do a little roll in the hay there. Oh! I would love yeah. that opportunity. I'd be but bummed write too. a song about Negative, it. Negative, I wouldn't. Or it doesn't would, help your hard rock you know, career. I try to not be so. You should always be able to apply your own meaning. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So, well, so thinly veiled. It's like, hey, Brittany, I'm really bumming here. Like, well, this, uh, well, at least we know where Taylor Swift got her uh, ideas from. Right. He was a trendsetter. Is this coming up right now? Yeah, I think so. All oh, right, here we go. Wow. I got a bit of a problem with that. Like now you we know just what he's, lost me. Now we know what he's eating alive. <laughs> which, which, which is fine. But come on, a little mystery. It's no mystery anymore. I thought Chad Kroger's lyrics were bad till just now. That's why I always contended that if Limp Bizkit could have had like a Bernie Taupin to write the lyrics for Fred, his ear for melody I thought was great. Yeah. Like this part's pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool. 
songs. Hey, major key bridge that ends up sounding really cool. Uh, but it's like lyrically, it's like <laughs> Wyatt backpedaling aggressively. The Who's great? Yeah. I swear, the Who's great? Sorry, man. Please don't send me any hate mail. <laughs> Sorry, man. Oh, you're getting it. Oh, tell him good fun, brother. Yeah. I love that song, though. I, that's one of my favorite Limp Bizkit songs, and it's on the album that nobody liked. Oh, dude, that that is like the Limp Bizkit song that's on my Spotify. But it, I've shared like before uh, uh, on the podcast. So, so to do the interview, he wanted me to hear the record first. I'm like, all right, that's that's cool. I thought they were going to put me like in a room for 40 minutes. I was like, oh, I'm missing Mudvayne and missing a little bit of whatever other band. I'm like, this is a great opportunity to interview Fred Durst. And so instead of putting me in a separate room, they kept me in their dressing room where all the band is like the DJ Lethal smoking pot lying on like one of those like guitar amp cases. And uh, <laughs> Tino from the Deftones is sitting on the couch just hanging out. I dude, mean, dude, that's it's very cool. Surreal. That's the entire surreal. band is hanging out in this room and it's like all dark. Staring at you. And I was going to say, like, they're all waiting to see any facial tics or whatever. And Steve's having to just totally like, oh, yeah, I love Dead this. No, like, just trying to like bounce his head, like, yeah, dude, guys. These- Making eye contact, yeah, this is great. The entire band's doing whatever. They're all just chilling, not even paying attention. They roll like this big speaker system stereo right by me and then hit play. And I'm like, all right. So now I'm like there listening to Results May Vary before it comes out. And I'm like, this is kind of cool. I'm hearing their album before anyone else. And I'm just sitting there. Now Fred Durst starts walking over to me. And I'm like, oh, he's probably going to just say hi. What's the matter, man? You don't like my lyrics? No, I saw you make a face. You made a face. Bro, imagine (laughs) being in a room with the band that wrote the record, and the lead singer of the band is hovering over you like a stripper about to give you a lap dance, lip-syncing, not lip-syncing, singing along to the record, for the entire album. That is that's awkward. So you. cool. It's no, so that's super cool awkward. And so creepy. And it's, it's everything that's super awkward. Up. It is, but it was awesome. I'm like, what? I don't even know what to do. Like, I'm getting a private lap dance from. I mean, he is like. Dude, a no mouth joke. dance. Like, right here. And he's like doing his. Steve is now grinding on Glenn. Like, oh, I'll eat you up for those at home. Let me sniff those panties, man. <laughs> oh, and, I'm yeah. like, and I'm like, I don't know what to do. Do I make eye contact? Steve was with just him? very much in my bubble and doing yeah. like. Wiki Wiki rap hands. Yes, and I was trying to. Yeah, dude, that, I looked at the. It my got a little intimate. Not panic. Bro. Yeah, yeah. Did he at least tuck it back and dance to Goodbye Horses? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> would you listen to me. I'd listen to me. I'd listen to me so and hard. He's doing, the, he's doing the rap dance. He and I'm like, I don't know what to do. Like, do I look at him? Do I look down? Do I bob my head? Do I grab his hips? I don't know. I don't know Start what to stuff do. Stuff a dollar Start in his tan khakis. And in the back of my head, the label guy made it very clear. I'm one of the first people outside of their circle hearing this record. So I'm feeling like this is really special. But I'm also like, can you just leave me alone and let me listen to the record? But it was, man, I'll never forget that. Still to this day, one of the weirdest and awkward and awesome experiences ever. I have awesome a friend that does that with everything he writes and then he'll play it for me and then he like sort of yes. sings it. And he it's cool. It for you. Yeah, it's cool that yeah. he's that connected with his lyrical content, and his melodies. But he gets right in my sphere, and he, what do you do? Uh, there's a lot of nodding and smiling. The occasional, yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, See, that's when, that's when I use my defense mechanism, which much like an octopus, you is punch to, him in the balls. No, I fart. <laughs> I just get out. I'm like, all right, that's you right. are now in my sphere. See, Red would have just driven out. him off. He'd have been like, you, you can <laughs> fart on command. Pretty close. Damn. Oh, see, we'll put you put to the mic. No, don't. Oh, do no, that. I'm not gonna fart right now. No, oh, did he oh, just oh. fart and it no. sounded like limp biscuit? No, <laughs> that's really cool, man. <laughs> oh, that's the rev. Hey, Fred, sniff these. <laughs> oh, here's the breakdown. Panic. Do, 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 
that, that's the opposite of what a breakdown usually is to us. Usually a breakdown is a very heavy, simple thing. That's the thing with this band. I remember Tony, way back when he and I first started jamming together, he's like, hey man, I'm going to blow you some stuff. Don't judge me. And I'm like, I'm like all right, brother. Don't, that, judge, don't judge. Yeah, that's an interesting you know, way to start a conversation. And he gave me, I think it was the first two Limp Biscuit records, and he was like, ignore Fred. Right. Listen to the band. And I went, all right, bro. West and Berlin I gave it back, and I was like, dude, it was hard to ignore Fred, but their rhythm section is sick, and those riffs are killer. Dude, thank you. And I'm like, that, that said, I, I was like, that said, I really can't, I can't get into this band, and um, but mainly because of Fred. Like I said, I met Fred. He's a, a hell of a nice guy. Um, I thought he was really sweet, but I couldn't really connect with the music because of him. But my God, that band was dude. Monstrous, the rhythm section man. is so. Oh, I mean, dude. they are so dialed in and so heavy and so tight. Yeah, man, it's like yeah. I like how I, I like my women. <laughs> <laughs> just don't listen to the cover of Sanitarium that they did at the MTV oh, Icon. See, no. I thought just don't listen to it. No. I thought that was mind blowing. <laughs> I loved it. Did they wicked wicked? The then, one thing that I thought it was, was just intense as f is okay. they combined okay. verse one and verse two into one verse. So there's no break in between, which I thought was clever to kind of reorganize it, well, but I'm pretty they sure they were probably given three minutes and 30 seconds yeah. to play the song yeah. as well. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure every cover of that night was really disappointing because I feel like that's Some when, 41 that, did a cover. Yeah, that's when Miss Avril Levine decided some she was Some 41 do, covered Metallica. Uh, did she like do Fuel or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Give me Fuel, give me fire. Give Can me we please find audio week. of that? <laughs> which one? Uh, yeah, well, I want to hear Minnie Mouse doing Metallica, thank you. I found the Metallica one. I mean, uh, the Limp Biscuit one. So this is Limp Biscuit doing. So I'll just I'll go ahead a little bit. I know you got to use current artists, but I mean, why did they not have like Black Label Society or something that made sense? Somebody that can actually perform it. Something properly. that made sense. I'm sure Zach Wild was singing at home, going, "What is happening right now?" Well, the best part is they would always cut to Metallica, who's sitting there, just power drinking, trying to get through it. <laughs> yeah, James is like, "I got to start drinking again. I don't care. Sobriety, my ass. I got to drink yeah. again." Interesting. I like what they did with the beat, honestly, and I just like bouncing. It's yep. cool. It just sounds like a Limp Biscuit song. Ignore going flat. <laughs> this is cool. See, I, remember I have no issue with I this. I was watching this with a couple buddies who hated Limp Biscuit, and we were watching this when it happened live, and we all looked at each other, and I'm like, see, they're not that bad, aren't they? And they're like, well, if they do songs that aren't theirs, yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> hey, their cover of Faith was amazing. That's what got me into yeah. the band. Absolutely. <laughs> Was it the story that, that did we even talk about this on a different podcast? But probably Fred Durst was Jonathan Davis and the guys yeah. in Corns yeah. tattoo, tattoo artist. Yep, yeah. And you know, just via that relationship, he was like, "Man, by the way, I got this project." And they went, "Wow, I really dig it." And I think they passed it on to their mm-hmm. label. Yep. And then Corn actually got uh, got me into a lot of different bands that I really like. Uh, Orgy was on their really crappy label that lasted for the Orgy. Yep. Band, uh, Song. Dude, I, got, I mean, I remember seeing Limp Bizkit open for Faith No More before they were a big name band. Like, yeah. It was at the Moore Theater. They're probably growing. They, they were oh, the we know that the situation with Interscope, that was how Durst, I think, you became like CEO of Interscope or something. But basically, <laughs> they signed a pretty decent deal because Interscope really didn't think the band was going to pop that right. big. And they blew up and then new metal so happened. big. They blew up so big that the label couldn't afford to honor the deal. 
And oh. Fred said, not a problem. <laughs> Baker and my Make paper. me CEO, and we'll sort this out. And, and that's kind of how that went down. And then he launched... Uh, he gave a thankfully puddle of mud. Oh, he did. Yeah, yep. he did. And um, stained. Was it Lawless? What was the name of his label? Lawless sounds right. It Lawless was, Records. It was a subsidiary Flawless. of F- Interscope. It might have been Flawless. Flawless yes. sounds even better. Yep. Yeah, that's probably it. <laughs> but, uh, and I'm, this I'm is might, so funny. We're getting really These details might be blurry. <laughs> well, no, I love music like, oh, yes. this is how this went down. This is the limp biscuit um, But yeah, experience. it was like the label went, look, man, uh, and it's like, well, you owe me a buttload of money, uh, pay up, and the label literally, I don't think, could afford to or That's something like crazy. that. That's crazy. I didn't know that. And so he went, well, let's renegotiate the deal, and he put himself in an executive position at the label, which gave him even more control over his band, its releases, their musical content, as well as revenue from other artists. And But it was because they were signed to kind of a decent deal, and the damn thing went so wow. so stratospherically high in Dude, sales. Yeah, Significant Other was like the label the was monster like, of monster oh, crap. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I don't know if you guys knew that. But. So this is a, a lesson to young bands like us. We need songs about chocolate starfish and hot dog flavored yes. water. That's yes. what we need to do. Absolutely. Cover more George and Michael. Need, and you yes. need to sing songs about <laughs> sniffing the panties. <laughs> That's right. And you need to be floating in the milk. Remember the video series at all? Uh, Where are we, man? I think we're still floating in the milk. I remember just being like, what is happening? Isn't that funny that they actually released a record called Chocolate Starfish in the Hot Dog Flavored Water? And, we, and it did super well. And it went well. multi-platinum. <laughs> right. And nobody blinked an eye. Like, oh, nobody was like, this is ridiculous. We can't put this out. I remember having that conversation with Ivan from Five Finger Death Punch. And he was like, dude, you know, because he was talking about getting here and doing that and then we we really we worked uso because we didn't think we're gonna pop in the states he's like man my band is called five finger death punch Mm -hmm. we weren't supposed to have done this well yeah and i was (laughs) was like dude wow good on you he's like brother the band is called and like he he said it twice to reinforce it like we did not expect this to go this well but how many bands like have their corn with a K. Even Pearl Jam. a backwards Jam. R. Yeah. Green Day. They've always said that they think been, the name of their band is so stupid. They named after like a toilet or something. Ours is just way too goddamn long. <laughs> that's, that's the problem that we're running into. That's why we have why a Why do you have a shorter name, man? <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, oh, copyrights? I found, I found the uh, the Avril yeah, Lavigne right. uh, oh, cover of oh, Fuel by Metallica. God, Are we, we ready? Go. Okay, let's all headbang along. I think I need a drink first. I do too. <laughs> would you be to play a cover of a Metallica song while Metallica is like hovering over like the two Muppets in uh, the in the Muppets? <laughs> yes. the These guys aren't Astoria. half bad. Yeah, no, they're all bad. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we need more of that. I'd just be down there waiting for the, oh, yeah. Snap into a Slim Jim. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm Ooh. curious. Some 41's version. <laughs> they do a medley. Oh, that's yeah. right. So I'm pretty sure there's not even any vocal on it. They're it's awesome, that was though, smart because of them. They, they, I mean, they were pop punk or still pop punk. I don't even know around, but they have, like, metal roots, yeah. so they're, they, like, there's some videos out there oh, yeah. and some, like, stuff where they just shred, and they're amazing. Oh, the guitarist with Dave, Dave Brown sound. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, it, it's funny that we're talking about kind of all of these, like, 
uh, oh. bands from this era just because is this, some this is all yep. stuff that was really big for me when I was like oh, 13, yeah. 14. Oh, yeah. I was like... Okay, I have zero yeah. issue with this so far. No, I have, may have dramatically misspoken. This is incredible. Which, by the way, this riff is a pain in the butt to play. So hard. Some 41. Did they actually, uh, they, they, they have, have moments of awesome metal. In yeah. Yeah. He doesn't have the balls. He doesn't have the, yeah, do. he doesn't have the voice for it, but the bands are, yeah, I always thought of them as Orange County Brat Rock. You know, <laughs> you know, like the, I don't want to read me. Yeah, yeah. That stuff that just makes me go into a dark corner and cut myself a bit before I can rejoin society. <laughs> but they're Canadian, so it makes sense, right? But before that, <laughs> I don't know what that's all about. <laughs> I'm trying to find like their, their newer stuff actually is like they've gotten a lot heavy uh, over time. After that one pop punk record, they wound uh, up becoming a rather heavy sounding band. Didn't that little guy get jiggy on epic. Paris Hilton? Didn't the guy from Sun No, he married Avril Lavigne. No, that's Nickelback. Yeah, no, that's, no, before no, he did too. Oh, before, before Nickelback. Oh, yeah. No, I thought it was a good Charlotte that. No, well, no, the, that's that was that's, uh, oh my that's god, Nicole that's, Richie, that's, I think. That's Ashley Simpson. Oh, uh, right, that's that's a. One. Why do we know this? <laughs> why are we talking about this in great detail? <laughs> For the record, can we never bring up Good Charlotte again, please? <laughs> I love the debates that are going on. I don't on remember about anything about Good Charlotte except that they were grown men in too much black makeup. Yeah, that was I'm like, oh, I get what you're trying to say. They were twins. Yeah, yeah, there's two of them. Joel and right. Benji. And they Benji share a brain. Yeah, and they were super nice. And one time I, I, I've interviewed them. Oh, of course they were. I've interviewed them a couple times. Oh, Make my us favorites. all feel like my, No, my favorites of Warped Tour, I'm interviewing them, and I'm getting hammered. For some reason, I, I can't remember why. Well, because probably there was started alcohol. drinking because you're going to have to interview Good Charlotte. <laughs> and I was drinking You didn't have enough guy liner to do it, man. I had like half vodka, half Snapple in this bottle, and I'm polishing it off, right? And nice. I'm interviewing them, and they're like, hey, man, blah, 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 it was awesome. You should come check us out when we perform on, you know, come watch us from the side of the stage. I'm like, yeah, sounds great. Well, I kept getting more and more hammered as the night, the day went on. <laughs> now I'm so blasted. I'm passed out, practically passed out on the lawn at the gorge. Like, I'm just like, I don't, I he just was off the I, wagon. Right. I was off the wagon. We'll get to that soon, Wyatt. <laughs> great foreshadowing. Uh, nice. Dun, dun, dun. That's what we the, call the, us. That's how that works. The bassist is like, Steve, are you going to come watch us? We're about to go on. I look and go, I'm too effed up for this. <laughs> no. I told him no. I didn't even lie. I didn't even say, yeah, I'll be there in a second. I go, too wasted, man. Can't make it there. <laughs> Have fun. In all honesty, they were probably like, man, the guy from KSW was metal. awesome. Oh, this was the end. Back yeah, in the he, day, was, yeah. he was laying there in his own stool and vomit, just like, I'm not going to see your set, man. With nobody around me. I don't even know who I went with at that point. I was just so hammered. I was like, <laughs> the people you went with had abandoned you. <laughs> they were like, Alright, just lay him down. We'll get him later. Fine. We'll get a wheelbarrow and get him out of here around midnight. I found the new uh, the some forty one song. It's called "Fake My Death," "Fake My Own Death," and it's pretty awesome. It shreds. I'll pull it up. Oh, of course, it's a slow beginning, and I'm like, it shreds. La, la, Comes la. in the strings. <laughs> Ryan Castle, my old friend. <laughs> I've come to drink with you again. This is cool, I'm into it. Oh. <laughs> right? Who knew I was a closeted Sum 41 fan? Wow! 
Song. Oh, was that their yes. song? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't even know. Fat lip. Yeah. Wow. They got sick of not being taken seriously, and they were like, let's just do this. Right. This is cool, actually. This is cool. I take it back. I don't take back anything I said about Limp Bizkit. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry, no, not uh, sorry. It was uh, uh, the Fat Lip song. This is the one that you were thinking about. Does anyone have anything I can cut myself with? Yes. I don't know, but is there whiskey in here? <laughs> <laughs> just take out dispenser. one of the lip rings, Wyatt, and I'll just dig it into my... All right, we got this. I have to... See, I like this part. Even though it's happy, it's still rock. Yeah. But that chorus just makes me want to strangle a child. We all know the lyrics. Take it away, Kyle. Get in there, brother. Come on. I'm not that good. That's why he's sick. How did that? He grew up. It's like the worst part of the beast. There we go. Oh, right. This is like childhood for me. Come on, Glenn. Glenn just took a duty in his pants. You can see it on his face. He's working. It out right now. I'm ready to drink antifreeze and jam to that tool cover band from last week. Why it's giving you a lap dance? Oh, strip. oh, but he did open his vest and he's wearing a Thunder Beast T-shirt. I just want to say yeah. what's up to Richie. Yeah, what's up, Richie? <laughs> yeah, why open his vest? I was like, oh, Thunderburst T. Thunder. When we talked about being being drunk at that music festival, later on, I have a great drinking story with Richie that I will have to. Oh, uh, we'll get to dig it. into. We got a voicemail from Richie, so we'll we'll have to talk about that in a little bit. Oh, nice. I love it, though. You're rocking the Thunderbeast t-shirt. I was rocking the Thunderbeast hoodie when we recorded. I say we, like as if I'm now and Wyatt only in the wreckage. But hey, when man. We honorary member. Honorary yes. member. Okay, like, I, yeah. I, I'll take that. I, I You're a deputy now, son. I want to point out to our <laughs> listeners that that was actually sort of the second lap dance I received since I got here today from a grown man. Yeah, yeah right. And we're only Within like 20, 20 minutes, minutes in. I was, yeah. I, was, I was in a bad mood when I showed up, man. I'm rolling see, now. See, some 41. <laughs> No, this you still makes me want to cut myself. All right, fine, fine. No, fine. give me a little laugh more. when old people fall. It says it right in the lyrics. <laughs> so do I. We have that in common. <laughs> All right, well, we talked to the boys and why only we made them oh, suffer hi through. Hi, guys. Welcome, hi, welcome to the podcast. Hi. This is like the worst like band interview ever. No, no, no. no. <laughs> By far the best one. Yeah, By worst, cool. I mean the best. I yeah. apologize for my outburst. I'm actually having a panic attack right now. No. <laughs> this is going to hide in the corner. And, and the listeners don't have to sit through us playing acoustic music today, so it's perfect. We just I get know. to sit here How about and that? Yeah, <laughs> just hang out, have a good time. We, we wanted to have you on because it's a great week for you guys uh, with KISW. If anyone yeah. goes to KISW.com, they can check out exclusively right now. You can get the brand new Wyatt Only in the Record song, which is it's called Off the Wagon. The music video is posted there on the website. Just look yeah. for their uh, sweet... Uh, I don't want to say Jack Daniels influenced um, uh, alcohol influence. Alcohol. Off Smart. the wagon influence. By the That's way, we have call. shirts for all of you that have yes. that on it. Oh, <laughs> I, I only say I don't want to bring that up because KSW a while back did um, a Jack Daniels inspired T-shirt, and we got a cease and desist letter from Jack Daniels. Oh. It was very nice. Like they were super cool about it. They were like, "Hey, we appreciate that you love our brand that oh. much." 
but you can't profit off of our image. And so then they <laughs> shut it down. <laughs> so funny enough, I actually changed our they design just be because of that. Because <laughs> right, we, I noticed it's we initially had the uh, wispy, curvy edges, yep. which is on the Jack Daniels bottle. That's where they get you. So we changed it into a hard line. Smart. Totally works fine. And we also took out the Now they'll get a phone call from Jim Beam like, hey guys. <laughs> hey guys. <laughs> By nice the way, try. what's the one that's the step below that? Like, I know there's one more. Yukon Jack? Evan Williams? <laughs> Evan Williams. Oh. Black Velvet. Oh, wild turkey. Yeah, usually on the gun, there's Seagram 7. And then what's the one? Um, my wife and I drink the hell out of it. They <laughs> <laughs> can't remember now. Because when the whiskey's empty, we rinse them out, and then we fill them with water. And we have these ice-cold water bottles. And my fridge is about 10 of these whiskey bottles. Jug, 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 jug. No, it's delicious, and they're icy cold. But you know, <laughs> my folks are going to come visit in March, and I'm waiting for my mom to open the fridge and be like... My God, son. I'll be like, Tawny likes them in there. Because I was like, we should replace these for my parents come. She's like, no, I like them. Um, <laughs> just shift the blame. <laughs> anyway, sorry, I digress. No, no, you're golden, man. Dude, I'm stoked. Thank you for bringing the t-shirts. That's yeah. awesome. Of course, man. man. That's yeah. really cool. Rob, feel free to dig those out for everyone and throw them. Rob's keeping face. them for himself. Uh, of course, like, oh, yeah, we're still waiting for Rob's outburst. <laughs> well, I got a great Rob story from our recording. So we went and recorded over at uh, Don Gunn. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. It's, his home studio, which was really cool. So cool. It was such a cool vibe. And I was I think I was telling Glenn or somebody I was telling about the experience last week. And I said, it was nice to be in a studio because all I know is recording in the Peter Parker and days. We talked about and that. And it yeah. was always very um aggressive or just passive aggressive yeah. or uh, never fun. You know, you know, everyone was miserable. And to be in a studio as I've experienced now with the guys in Window Pain where we did the beat mix song and now with you guys when you record I'm like, wow, so this is what it's like to be in a band where everyone gets along and really has <laughs> like love for each other and oh that is dope. Hell yeah. Thank yeah. you, my man. Oh yeah, totally. And as a bonus, that is a great show. We also brought There's y'all cookies. Butter cookies. Nice. Oh, that's incredible, man. Yeah. Are these normal cookies? <laughs> I don't care. Well, you best believe way. they're not. Oh. <laughs> I'm kidding. I gotta go to we're work kidding. after we're this. <laughs> So I'll be mixing to have a new well, challenge. <laughs> I was like, my weekend's planned. Yeah. I'm going to eat a lot of cookies. <laughs> <laughs> Babe, I can't feel my feet, but you've been eating just cookies all day. I don't know what's wrong with these you cookies. You should try one. Take you to another killer show. <laughs> <laughs> now do you understand why they're awesome? Somebody told me you had a boyfriend. Looks like a girlfriend. I think Steve and I just need to have a side project where we just sit there over electro beats and cover really old songs like and I would walk 500 oh. miles. Yes. That'd be amazing. I'd be the man that walks a thousand miles. <laughs> thousand, thousand. The Proclaimers. Yeah. So while we're at the studio, and we're going to play the song What's for everybody hate? to check it out in a second. Um, <laughs> while we're in the studio, uh, m- massive props to Robbie. Decided, you know what? Everyone looks hungry. Um, hopefully, my wife doesn't listen to this podcast. So I'll bring it up. <laughs> I'm going to go grab a gig- colossal da- bag of dicks. Like yes! so many burgers and fries and everything. So he goes and does a dicks run and then comes back with all this food and and so I mean I don't even know how many you had like six or six seven big bags. old bags yeah of, totally right. like for everybody that was there and it's he funny has, every time man bro yeah I know like do you edit that or do you not edit that nope 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 tasty food cause yeah, yeah. like I'll tell someone man why don't you go suck a whole bag of D's yeah and then that's vile. But I was like, dude, I'm gonna bring you a big old bag of dicks. I've said nothing wrong. Nothing, it's nothing, so and nothing's changed. Is that what Stevie Ray Vaughan referred to as the tightrope? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I walk in the tightrope. <laughs> Wait a minute, Steve. With a bag yes. of dicks. Do you have one of those fidget box little things? Yes. Oh, 
episode. The fidget cubes? Yeah. What's Man, that the for? lifesaver. It's, it's just, a fidget cube. It, it just you just can insane. mess around with all these different it little things. I'm trying to quit smoking again, so. Dude, that's, <laughs> these things help with anxiety. It's the ultimate vice. Oh, I would no, like to keep playing it. with it. Don't eat it. Oh, or lick it. I didn't get anything on it. That's oh, just that's a cold fine. sore. I don't that, want to be nervous. Well, I mean, we already made out, so it's, well, I did that Limp Bizkit song for you. Rob Stone of, Cold Stare just gives Steve anxiety. <laughs> Rob gives me anxiety. It's just a thing to play with, because I always play with my phone, and I don't want to keep playing. I don't want to be like that guy that's always checking my phone. I'm not checking my phone because I think there's a message. I'm checking my phone because I have nothing else to do with my hands other than yeah. masturbate, so I can't do that in public. <laughs> so now, hey, well, you're you welcome can. to with us. It's cool, man. Awesome. Turn your back. Dude, no, hard pass. You got one lap dance today, man. Can, I don't know if I you should say a... hard pass. Yeah, right. <laughs> that might be walking the tightrope, dude. <laughs> so yeah, so it just helps me keep sane. The funny part about Sorry, this. Sorry, I didn't mean to interject. But I was just like, oh here's my God, a funny. You actually have one. This is so stupid. There was a Kickstarter for this. How I discovered it, right? So I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll buy in. They said we'll ship them out by December. December comes and goes, the million like excuses of why it haven't happened yet. January, still haven't gotten it yet, right? I still haven't received the one that I kickstarted, like from months and months ago. But then they started talking about, hey, hey man, thank you guys for being so patient. There's a lot of knockoff versions of our fidget cube. Just ignore those. They're not as awesome as ours. And that's when I was like, oh, there's other ones that are available? So I went and found one of the knockoff ones that they were talking about, purchased it. In three days, it showed up in my mailbox. I'm like, well, <laughs> you guys. I'm still going to get the other ones. And I got one for home and Eventually. one for here. But, oh, man. but I'm like, you know what? Thank you. Thank you for letting me know that you do not have the market on this fidget cube. Although they make it sound like they do. But this one works just fine. I can fidget with it all I want. <laughs> Does the job. It weirds people out because I'm in meetings now and I'm just doing this because I don't want to. I don't want to pull my phone out. I don't want to be the dick in the meeting that I'm always usually am and just playing with my phone because I just can't focus otherwise. I'm so jealous. I'm sitting over here like twirling this. Yeah, thing I got my thumb right. You know, like, cut off the circulation like, of my fingers seven times with a headphone cord. Now. Seeing how many times I can flip oh, it over without getting it locked together. Five bucks for five minutes if you want. <laughs> Oh, I might oh he's going to rent his fidget cube. Oh, stop it. Oh, yeah. Stop it. You're tempting. Oh, yeah. Show me your fidget cube. No, I'm engaged. You can't, you I'm just looking this. up to Kickstarter for that stupid fidget cube. Yeah. They made $6.4 million. Yes. Dollars and they still haven't gotten my damn fidget cube. It's more a elusive than the window pane vinyl. Yeah, it's more elusive. Yeah, when's my window pane vinyl? <laughs> <laughs> the guys at the fidget cube place have our vinyl. <laughs> it will be set with the fidget cube when you finally. We're get hoping it. people will forget. No, I'm just kidding. Bro, isn't that crazy? Over six million dollars they've made off of these, and they haven't even shipped them out yet. Oh, they Shoot. say they've shipped out the first wave. Yeah. So maybe I'm in Those like guys are sitting on a beach laughing maniacally yep. right yeah. now. What's something we can all invent that's kind right. of stupid that we can all make millions off of? The other cube. <laughs> the other cube. What's it do? You decide. Right. <laughs> it's just a wooden is block. This, yeah, is this yeah. just a square? No. <laughs> <laughs> we just find all the parts for this, but we don't put it together. Yeah. We're even way ahead of that. That way you can assemble it yourself. Right. That's something to do with your hands. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. You know? it's a Besides masturbating. Then, then you yeah, can decide yeah, what you want. It's, it's, a, it's like the right. pet rock. Idea. Yeah. Like, well, you guys, did you guys hear about the whole like Nordstrom thing with during Christmas with the, the $80 yes. rock and the leather bag? Yeah. And you guys talked about it on BJ. It was, yeah. It was ridiculous. And they, they were sold them. out. They and were selling like a stone in a buffalo scrotum. Yep. Yes. <laughs> and you could get it Literally at Target stitched. for 30 bucks, but it's uh, it's not real leather. No, What's I'm it for? Is it like a sap so you can render? It's decoration. 
Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's they even were selling like collard crazy. greens, I think, on uh, or something. Some website was like a, a Nordstrom's or somewhere, and it was like eighty dollars for that as well. And it's yeah. just, just so that people who have money can say they bought it. You talked oh, about this on New on Day. New Day. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I that's what yeah. it was. That's and I use the exact same joke I just used now. And it, <laughs> yes, and it, and it killed with oh. the old people and Rev. I gotta do this. Do you <laughs> have, do you have a rock in a bag? Uh, I well, he's got two. That sounds kind of personal. <laughs> he's got two of them. Bro, it sold out. I like, smoked my rock. They I don't even sold know. out of these rocks. They had on smaller ones for like forty bucks, but no one wanted those. No, ones. no, you, you need the big, the big rock. one. Yeah, go big or go home. Right? Look, I can't <laughs> knock out an elephant with that little one. I need the big one. You get the XXL. It's called the Whitney. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> so I want Rob. Was to that show? in poor taste? Like, <laughs> I thought it was in beautiful taste. Bobby Brown's still laughing. <laughs> Rob, you got to share the story of the weird encounter that you had while you were at Dick's. <laughs> Someone trying to sell you a, a bag with a rock in it? <laughs> no, so I'm there, and I've got this order placed, right? We've got the six bags of food and everything. And I get my drink, and this one lady looks over at me. And Wait, hold on a second. So you ordered six bags of dicks and, and one drink? And one drink. That is awesome. <laughs> Hopefully it was a diet soda. They're probably like, man, this guy is so hungry. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> but well, clearly, Seattle. But not real thirsty. But hydrated. That's right. Exactly. That's right. So I'm getting ready to leave, and you know we start making small talk or whatever, and then it becomes apparent that she thinks that this order is actually like just for me. So I couldn't resist, you know. I'm like, well, my therapist says sometimes it's okay to feed the sadness. <laughs> <laughs> just so cold like that. that poor ladies. I, I wish I could have seen stop. her face. And if you know Rob, Rob's delivery is constantly so cold. It's amazing. So hard, it, and drives that dri- just drives it home so I, he, well. Maybe he's going to become a sumo wrestler. I don't know. He was so polite. He talked to me. Man. <laughs> <laughs> do we want to do the song first and then talk about the weird show experience? Rob got mad at somebody, and Rob typically doesn't get mad. I uh, we can do whatever you guys want to talk about. I, yeah. I just wanted to say thank you guys for all three being involved with it because yeah, it was absolutely. really, really cool. Like, uh, it was such a cool experience. And I have to say, so I, I popped by London Bridge when you guys did Beat Megs, which yes. was really, really cool. And I had only heard Rev do his like, no, yeah, What's so I didn't really realize it. The loudest person in the backing vocals, <laughs> it, it, the gang yes. vocals of this song, is the Rev. Because yeah. the pipes. Rev effing killed it. Like, I'm sitting there. I didn't want to go half assed. <laughs> if you watch the music video for it, I'm standing next to Rev. And, you know, everyone else is kind of, whoa. And Rev is just, whoa. Yeah. Just totally. <laughs> Some 41 should have had you out right? to front that Metallica tribute. Right. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Rev's got that yeah. guttural growl, and it's awesome. Yeah. So I think, yeah, why don't we do it? Now, typically we always talk over a song, but I want to play the whole song and we'll just listen. We'll absorb it in the headphones like everyone else that's listening to it because it's such a great song. And you guys. Oh, thanks. And the recording turned out so great. And it blows my mind about this is like, you know, when you, you know, some studios are just gigantic. This was one little room. Like it was a garage. Like there was no other like isolated rooms for anything. Everything had to be tracked in like what is the size of. I mean, really half the size of a garage for most people, wouldn't you say? And the sounds that you guys pulled out of that are so massive. And it sounds Don so knows good. what he's doing. He that's does. that's, that's yeah. just proof Killed right there. It, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Don, who uh, also produced our record Dark Futures, he he's at a point where he knows how to work with us and yeah. just kind of get the best out of but us. Don't you feel like he's even gone? I mean, as far as the recording compared to what Dark Future sounds like, it, which is oh, great, yeah. but this is like way bigger, way ballsier. It's it just so sounds good massive. that I hate my own record. Welcome to the club. I know. <laughs> it's like the new thing is so good that I. I just sit there and look at the old thing. I'm like, 
uh, don't get me wrong, I love our album Dark Futures, but sure. I think the next record, especially going on this kind of vibe that we're on right now, is going to be m- monstrous. Until six months after you've put it out and you're still sitting there second guessing the mix and the mastering, and then you'll realize you just want to go record again. It's a terrible dragon. <laughs> Welcome you are now chasing the dragon. You don't want to know how I am with mixing yeah. because I hit up Dawn. This is like the seventh mix of the song. <laughs> that sounds I, good. I was. I was Picky about it yeah. the whole time. Chase so. the dragon. <laughs> it so doesn't sound never right. Catch Chase it. the dragon. So <laughs> right now, this song is just a standalone. There's no record coming out in the near future, but the, I would imagine distant future. This, there is this year. We're the kind of trying to play it close to the chest because Dark Futures has only been out for seven months. Mm-hmm. But it's the, very kiss of you to the, put out albums every year. Sorry, the, yeah. The, <laughs> the, the process what? has begun. That's all. That's all nice. I'll say. The nice. process has begun, and. 2017 is going to be a good year. Well, and I've said, I told you via text, and I, and I mean it, and I'll say it right before. This is a, I, what I love about this song. A, it's a, a kick ass song. It's got a great vibe, and it really does illustrate how talented all four of you guys are. There's a moment, oh, and, and the entire, like, there's multiple moments where you're just like, oh my gosh, there's Rob killing it on the drums, or oh man, that breakdown with Willie and his bass tone alone is just so dirty and awesome. And oh, then yeah. the guitar work between you and Kyle and and just everything about it, it's just like it's a chance for all of you to shine without it being masturbatory, if that makes sense. Thank yep. you very much. Thank and you. that's yeah. kind of the goal. And I played it for my wife and she dug it. And that's always a great test. Wow. Then, that's we, a success. We won. That's all the success. You fed her a peanut butter cookie first. Yes. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Now, <laughs> she's in a, now she's in a room hunched over listening to the killers being like, I finally get it, Steve. I finally get it. All right. Well, without further ado, let's check it out. It's called Off the Wagon. Uh, I have a question. Yeah, before we because you said uh, when we were in the studio, you said, "Oh yeah, this song." Like you said, I helped inspire this song in some way, shape. Yeah, I, I, lyrically, this song is. I'm like, what? This sounds like a very sad song in a sense. Like, like you, you know, I wouldn't like, say well, it's sad. I, uh, how did I inspire the so, okay. sadness? So we wrote this song. So uh, <laughs> if I can make like a, t- a ten minute story, thirty seconds, we well, moved we, into like ten minutes. Yeah. Man. <laughs> we moved into a practice space with window pane. Yes, into room twenty three, which we love um and we had just found out that migs fest was happening that all happened at the same time so the first night in the new space this was the song we wrote oh okay. and so we oh, were really cool. going off the vibe that uh that you know we were going to play this incredible show that was your birthday and with a bunch of our favorite bands that's and it awesome. was kind of that moment n- lyrics came up a, uh, a hair afterwards uh, just to give people a peek into how far ahead i plan things the title off the wagon is over a year old because i was sober for about three years and uh, decided shortly after this band began that uh, it was time to it was time to party and have some good times. Well, I mean, when Rob's shoving all those bags of dicks in your mouth, I mean, you got to watch it down with something. <laughs> yeah. Wait, yeah. was that was that a, a swear? What did you just do? It was like our fourth show, and I looked over at Kyle after just having my first drink in three years, and I was like. I know we this. should call the record. We should f-ing call it off oh. the wagon. Yeah. Oh, he did it! He did it! Oh. Oh. Sorry, you suck. 
<laughs> Sorry, man. After Rebel all these dicks references, you finally drop an actual swear. And I didn't swear last time, and I was amazed I didn't. What if that's so, how we reacted anytime any like anytime we have like celebrities on or guests on, and they curse? If all of a sudden we all just start booing them, <laughs> oh, you just blow them out. The yeah. Shame, you suck. shame, you shame. Then I can picture suck. Hetfield being like, "Oh, sorry, guys. I know better than that, man. I'm sorry. I think it's twenty bucks, you know, because they're just people." Quick aside about James Hetfield. Uh, he's been on a couple of podcasts that I love. He was on Mark Maron's podcast, which was awesome. If you're a music geek, they really get into a lot of cool music geek conversations. But he was also on Joe Rogan's podcast, and that podcast was so damn awesome because they went knee deep, fully like absorbed into the world of being a beekeeper. Apparently, James what? Hetfield is is has a beehive, makes his own honey. Huh. Like he's he's all about like trying to live off of his own stuff. That's cool. And man, they go like super nerdy about like being a beekeeper. And Delicious, it just, tasty honey. Uh, yeah. I'm just gonna say, yeah. in a weird yeah. way, like being a beekeeper. You ever seen those guys when they're covered like a thousand bees? It's, Punk rock. That's right there. pretty goddamn metal. Harvester <laughs> of honey. <laughs> honey from a bear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's check it out. It's called Off the Wagon. Crank it up. Let's enjoy it. Why it only in the wreckage. And you can check out this song and the video at KISW.com. Yeah. 
yeah. Oh, there we yeah. go. That felt oh. great. That song always feels. Yeah, when I heard the twin to... guitar solos, it reminded me. A lot. I hate to. I, I hate. I hate how people usually react when I try and compare something to something because I don't mean it as a disrespect, but you know, it's just music. I love comparing music to music. And, oh, of course. And it gave me like that Iron Maiden vibe. You know you what did, I mean? Thank you. So, thank that's you. A, that's such a compliment and such an honor to even have that reference thrown you at us. You could have said kiss. Uh, no, no. The, the biggest one for me is I, I, I shared it to a friend and he gave us the Thin Lizzy comparison. I was, that's cool. That's super cool. Yeah, that yeah. and also my wife brought it up and I agree. It, 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 there's, a, there's a vibe of like Coheed and Cambria too. We get that a lot. It's your vocals. Is, well, and that's the but, funny thing is because Claudia. Like I know it's like, it's like you so sound high, like but. you sound like Claudio if he went through puberty. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> well, thank you, man. Like your balls yeah. have oh. dropped. <laughs> you know, it's well, I love Claudio. I love, love you guys. Oh, I love Coheed, but he's not. Oh, I don't think I know, he's blind. I don't think he's deaf to the fact no. that he has a high pitched voice. He, and, and he's and definitely that's proud of that's for sure. Yeah, we we actually get the Coheed comparison at every show. I can see come up and they go like, "Could you scream?" And yeah, they're like. You remind me a lot of Coheed, which is funny because I didn't get it for a long time because we all love Coheed. Kyle and I are like diehard die Coheed yeah, I'm fans. Not even die I mean, I know the band name. I've never heard any. If you're going to listen to anything, second, second Stage Turbine Blade and then Keeping Secrets of Silent Earth 3 and then go into Good Apollo for I'm, or I'm Burning Whatever. No, whatever Apollo, I, yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's also great because well, that, that one. I've never heard them. I've never heard no, them. No, actually, you hear them every time we do the mix yeah, cast. Yeah, right. There's a song called "Welcome Home" that you'll recognize. Which, oh, yeah. Well, it's yeah, it's the beginning of the Migs cast. It's a rock band. Oh, I like that a lot. The yeah. last song on that good Apollo album albums is literally Black Sabbath, Heaven and Hell. Oh, cool! And it's they yeah. kill it. Yeah, they're, they're talking the final cut. I've yeah, the final okay. cut. It's Peter's basically that. Yeah, they play. Yeah, I've heard that band's ago. name, but yeah. I just have never heard any of their materials. So. And when they cover they cover Black Sabbath a lot, and I saw them open for Iron Maiden. Just killed destroyed. It. They yeah. killed They're it. Solid, man. That's nice. Okay. Here we go. Learning. I, Learning. Music. Yeah. This is the song we use, actually, for the intro of the mix. It's kind of cool for people who don't even realize it to hear why we play it. It's such a cool vibe, this song. This is the mix cast. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> It's weird with that name, Coheed and Cambria. I expected, like, I guess Orange County Barrett Rock again or something. <laughs> you expected you know? it to be like two teenage girls? Yeah. That's what I expected when yeah. I first heard them. I'm Coheed and, and, and Cambria, and yeah. welcome yeah, to Teen Slash. You know? <laughs> I still like that Smoking with the Ghost song. I'm I, sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, I really love that one. Here we go. Oh. I thought you were going to start singing. Oh, God. I understand the vocal comparison. Because I, I usually have a slow delivery. But now I get everything you said previously about puberty. Yeah, right? So, <laughs> why it's this guy as a man. Right. <laughs> well, and no offense, but yeah, it's like the Getty Lee thing. And I, you know, a, Total lot, Getty Lee. a lot of people can't stand Rush, and I'm like, Getty is an acquired taste. You know what I mean? You're welcome. Kyle bro. just did the beep in the song oh, for Rev. That was amazing. I, I love that song. I wasn't so. even oh, paying so any attention to the lyrics. He goes effing up at all I do. Or, that's when you're a woven chief clothing. Yeah. So if you listen, yeah, like, listen, why is he doing that? Is he making fun of He's the hooking vocals? You up, well, I was no. sitting here and I was just, like, wow, that was kind of a dick move to interrupt someone. And then I realized what part of the song it was. I was like, oh, 
I was listening to it so I could ignore all of you guys. I'm like, come on, where is it? Where is it? There it is. Stay on target. You're too close. Stay on target. Loosen up. Good call. Thanks for looking out there, Kyle. Uh, of course. My pleasure. You guys can cuddle later. <laughs> What's this later you speak of? I'm already on his lap. That's there right. right. Well, again, check it out. KSW.com for the song. You, you listen to it as much as you want. It's a, it's a, it's a kick-ass song. I'm really proud Thank of you guys. You. I yeah. thought... Thank you, man. And it was really cool having you guys there. I mean, um, I'm still waiting for my pay. Yeah, right. Keep you waiting. Got a bag of dicks, man. <laughs> shouldn't have I left think, early, man. We I all think got in 2025, we'll still be ah. waiting for that too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Although I do appreciate. Thank you very much for the dicks deluxe. And, <laughs> and, and I saw why you did something with your dicks burger that I've never seen someone do, but it looked amazing. Oh, are you oh. talking about? Uh, okay, so what I do is I take a dicks deluxe, I put tartar sauce all over it, uh-huh. and I stack like about half of a. a, a a fry mm-hmm. on it. A bag, fry order, yeah. a bag of fries yeah. Yeah. on it. And, <laughs> it's yeah. and then devour. It's amazing. It's probably the only way I could eat Dick's fries. I hate them. They're greasy. Oh. They are pretty greasy. Like, if you get them all... Fries. Yeah. Sorry, I'm throwing my pens around. Uh, if you, yeah, if you get, like, uh, an order of those, I'll skip them. But I, two Dick's Deluxe and a strawberry shake, that's my jam right there At uh, when I go. Strawberry Rev, shake is legit. Yeah. Rev was so passionate about the Dick's the that pen. he chucked the pen at Rob's, <laughs> at Rob's it face. throwing it at Anyone in particular? You brought fries to this establishment. Yeah. Dude, ah! dude, the pen stuck in Rob's arm. I know. <laughs> it's, it's his third drumstick now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I want to talk about you just had a show. Um, oh. we're talking about <laughs> we got to yeah. talk about. I looked like David Bowie. It was pretty sweet. That was, cool. <laughs> that was awesome. I love. I also love that your tattoo. Yeah, has the David Bowie. Oh yeah, the David Bowie skull. Yeah. Um, did you have that before he passed or after he passed? Uh, right so after. I got it right after as a tribute. That's piece. really cool. Um, it, it's for those you know who can't see right now. I have a a, a skull on my forearm with the Ziggy Stardust bolt on it. Um, Actually, that is because of my son. So I had never listened to David Bowie my entire life. Just wasn't really my thing. And when my son was about six weeks old, my wife noticed that when she would put on this David Bowie live DVD, my son like gravitated towards it. If he was upset, he was really? fine. So my son still, he's two and a half now, needs to listen to that live DVD of David Bowie every day. And, wow. and he is obsessed suck. with it. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it could have been Barney. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. God, it's Bowie. My son has better taste in music than me. So <laughs> my, my son got me into Bowie really hard. And then when Bowie passed, I like wow. didn't leave the house for a week. <laughs> like there are other people who have like a photo of Jesus in their home. If for for us, it's Bowie on Dude, the wall. Dude, that's crazy that your 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 child, like an infant practically, yeah. turns you on to the music of David Bowie. Uh, yeah, like, just because my alive, wife put on a I DVD. Think, I think that story. Would would make his day. Yeah, I'm pretty you know sure I mean? my wife actually sent in some fan mail shortly before he passed, just saying like, "By the way, here's you know uh, our son in like a bunch of Bowie gear." Oh, that's cool. Super obsessed. So, yeah, it's great though. I hope your kid continues to li- watch when he grows up. He's gonna hate it, yeah. <laughs> or he's <laughs> gonna like, be the best tribute to Bowie ever. That could yeah. be, right? <laughs> or he'll become a, a Fifth Harmony fan. And, yeah, right. Well, my son's music. two and a half and <laughs> sings on key and perfectly emulates. Vocal melodies, so I'm sitting there like, nice. one day this will happen. He'll, he'll, it'll blend. It'll be like the you know Bowie's voice and timbre, but panty sniffing. 
Sniffing panties. <laughs> son, son, you don't want to blend those two flavors, bro. But dad, I'm eating it alive. Eat it alive. But dad, I listened to your song lyrics from Off the Wagon, and they really negatively impacted me. Ground control to panties, Tom. Yes. <laughs> All right, so oh, you guys. Commencing countdown, I'm really turned on. Choke yourself, put Six. panties on. Nine. Six. Wow. Is Nine. quitting and the next album Six. won't sell. Nine. Ground control Six. to Major Fred. Nine. You're just saying six and nine over. Save yes. your Waiting cash. For you to your count career down. is nope. dead. Just Sixty-nine over and over again. Six. <laughs> Nine. You know what's astounding to me is that we are all stone cold sober right now. Right? I'm really hungry. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah, right? yeah. That, no wonder we're having so much fun. We're just all starving. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, we're at that right. point. We're almost deliriously. Oh yeah, totally high. delirious. Yeah. Pot of coffee, no food, very little sleep. Bag of yeah. dicks it is. <laughs> and so, so we talked about food for half the butt. Right? Yeah, right? <laughs> there we go. We figured I it out. I forgot how we got on Bowie. It, oh, is it because I was dressed as Bowie on Friday? Your show. Yeah, 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 we're yeah, talking about show. show on show. Saturday. Yeah, so, so we played a fun show. What I will say to start this out... Our set was incredible, and we had a blast. Everybody was super into it and had okay. a great time. Uh, we went a hair over our time slot, but we were really in the groove. So Did you get in trouble was, for that? No. no. Okay. Uh, it, it's Tony V's. Tony Tony and us are family at okay. that point. Um, but uh, Did they do like with a comic, like you know, like in the com- at a comedy club, if when the comic's ready to be done, they have like a flashlight or like a light that they flash at the comic. <laughs> yeah, when you got like one minute left. So yeah. Yeah. we get to what is supposed to be the end of our set and we've got one song left that's queued up with an intro it's the song Dark Futures and Tony stands there waving his arms from the sound booth going you're over because we're on right before the national act and I was like We've come too far. And Willie, to save face, comes over and like whispers to me, but he just met, went, man, just effing do it. Yeah. <laughs> so, it sounds like you guys had reason for this. Uh, we did. Yeah, anyway. we're usually very respectful, but all I'll say, man, is we have played with a few bands from L.A., and it's never really a positive experience for us. Well, are they legacy artists or current artists? Uh, legacy, typically, that's a nice way to put that. Legacy. Typically, so they're old guys legacy. clinging on to... For dear life. Who desperately <laughs> need... They really, really need you to know how important they are. Oh, they, they made it very they might apparent have been that awesome we were there 30 to years serve ago. them. Right. Yeah. And but the so funny like, thing is, I'm sure a huge chunk of the crowd that came to see... Them was there the really to see you? Yeah, they were, that would be a fact. <laughs> yeah, most of well, I'm pretty sure by the time this national act started, all of 15 people were left up yeah. front. Everybody cleared yeah. out as soon as I've we done finished. those gigs with the you know let's get back together and try and make some money. Hair metal acts that and it's 35 years later or whatever, 30 years later. Yeah, and yeah. We've done the same gig where the place is packed. And I feel bad in a way because I'm like, man, that's not cool because they probably right. thought they were going to have a fun night. Right. And everyone that showed up for the support walks out. And oh. There's 12 people left to support them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was perfect. <laughs> you know? And we was, were reveling in it because they, they were, were not just very nice so to you. out of their way. I, I, they went so far beyond just trying to, you know. Like, play rock stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That it, that it went almost like into a personal like and we're being dicks because we're that. This big was the band. band, not so attractive young man Stanley. Is that yeah. the yes. name? That, that, <laughs> yeah, that would be that which, band. Which, as you had said or earlier, attractive you know, young man Carl. 
Hey, don't disparage my cat. Oh, sorry. I mean, I don't know if this That's is a, a band, but cat. I just felt like playing this song which, which by a band is, called Pretty Boy Floyd. I just was in the mood. Yeah, right. which the, you guys played with handsome, youthful Stanley. I, I believe that was the name, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Man, they were I, dicks. Sorry, we're not talking about burgers. Six bags. They were hamburgers. I, I, I think uh, something that we run into, and, and I think anyone who knows us could attest to this, is that um, we have like no ego as a band. Right. I mean, we we try to be cool and excellent and to humble. everybody, and, and you know, e- even with cool stuff like KISW is exclusively premiering our song. Zero ego behind that. It is just we are lucky to be here and we're happy to be here. So fortunate. Because you want to be with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we love you guys. You guys are family. You said Uh, it like literally. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's it. And we just. I want to be with you. Can I sit on your lap now too? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So we we just don't get it. I only want to be with you. I want to be with you. I don't want to be with her. Uh, we're uh, just hootie breaking down. Yeah, exactly. Oh, they're, Ted, they're like, dude, you can do this whole song in vowels. A-E-I-O-U. <laughs> but then you have a band that comes to town, and they're the yeah. toast of the town. Well, yeah, and we just, uh, that's a little uncool to it's us. It's a song title. <laughs> like, I know. But okay, it's I called Toast know. of the Town. I see what you did there. Oh. <laughs> After you explained it. Thank I know. you very much. I realize it's a pun that's going to go over deaf ears, because nobody knows the damn music of Pretty Boy Floyd, and nobody stuck around to watch them when they open a headline for why it only the records because they're giant colossal dicks. So this, thank you so much. I love you. So this all came out the year I was born, right? Family. What did they do to you guys? Come on. Yeah, tell us well, about it. Well, sure. Rob, Rob needs to tell it's the Rob story. Time. Well, it's I gotta Rob say, time. like, you know, I mean, one thing that we've been really fortunate about with uh, the Seattle scene, right, is the fans are freaking incredible. The bands we played with are totally awesome. Everybody's like a big giant community. And as part of this one, we're actually, you know, providing all the backline. It's getting weird. <laughs> it got weird okay, before you guys got No, together. my leg got warm there. It was a Pat Morita, Mr. Miyagi thing that started to happen. Wax on, he's waxing on. I waxed up. Sorry, Rob. Go ahead. No Go ahead. But yeah, no, a lot of people know what backline means is that the band is providing all the gear for any of the other bands that are on the bill. So, like, you're offering up your drums for everybody that's playing that it's night. It's a huge favor. To, it's to, a that way to save time. Yeah. To save time, to save space. Sometimes in smaller clubs, everyone shares one drum set. Everyone shares the same amps. You know, you bring your own guitar, you bring your own sticks. Sometimes you bring your own snare drum and cymbals or something well, like let's that. Let's put it in perspective here. It costs a couple hundred bucks to rehead a drum set, just the top heads. These days, and you're, and you're literally saying, go ahead and abuse my stuff, man. I mean, that's the way, I, as a drummer, that's the way I look at it. Because yeah. guitar cabs, provided people don't do something stupid and wind them up or set them at the wrong impedance, everything's kind of cool. But as a drummer, this oh, is something that, thousand. it takes physical abuse. Oh, yeah. And it's like, go ahead, man, ruin my snare head. Go yeah. ahead. Right. Go I'll for it. I'll buy a new you're, one. I'll yeah, buy a new one. It's you're fine. You're pretty much ensuring yeah, that you're going to have cool to That's as cool as it gets, you know? Totally. And you never know, like, you know. And you're letting more than one band. Like, there's, like, three well, bands. Well, we started out um, providing the backline for the national act. And then the other bands were cool with just having one kit to, you know, save time for changeover. Sure, sure. And, you know, you might get a little bit longer set, which is a nice uh, trade-off, right? Yeah. So we're there. And, uh, you know, mind you, we've got all the gear set up on stage. It's about, you know, 7 o'clock for the usual uh, sound check stuff. And... 
you know, those who shouldn't be named aren't there for the sound check. So we're there just, all right, well, we got stuff set up. We'll do a rough sound check for the sound guy. The members of handsome young man stand. <laughs> oh, we let the cat out of the bag. We can pretty much say Pretty Boy Floyd at this point. Members of the Motley Crue cover band. I can assure you, I assure you, we're not going to hurt their career. We're giving them more publicity. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure they already did that like 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> we're giving them more airplay right now than they yeah, have received this is true. in the last 20 years. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I mean, I know it's a real treat to be out of your mom's basement and playing, so it's good to just have that moment. And, you know, I don't want to be too much of a downer. That makes me a bit of a hamburger. By the way, I, I just want to throw out there that Rob is one of the sweetest, yeah. most soft-spoken nice people you'll ever meet, which is why this story, yeah. which we got to hear before the podcast started taping, is so epic, because Rob's the kind of guy that honestly wouldn't say S if he had a mouthful of it. He is so nice, and so sweet, and so polite, and that is why this is simply glorious. Please, my friend, I just <laughs> wanted to throw that in there. Continue. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate that. But, yeah, it's really cool, though. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. We needed that. <laughs> So you can imagine, right? We've got everything set up on stage so these guys can walk in and do their, you know, sound check. No big deal. Sure. And, you know, first, you know, you figure, well, the drummer's probably, you know, who knows, probably has different tastes. You know, we all have our own preferences. I'm sure, uh, you know. Oh, I, whenever I get the opportunity to use someone else's drum set, I try my best not to move anything on their drums because I know how... We are all so particular with how our drums are that even if it's moved by like four inches or moved tilted one way, it's like, oh. Well, it can and have a dramatic respect. effect on your playing. Right. It so can. The only time I'll like be somewhat a little more is like I'll, I'll, I'll adjust the, the throne because, you know, obviously where you sit, I can work with anything else, but that's always the toughest thing. But yeah, I try my best not to screw with the other drummer's drum set out of respect to the fact that they're letting me use their drum yeah, set. Yeah, it's just the right thing to do. I don't want to make I don't want to make it inconvenience for them because what they've done is make it less of an inconvenience for me. Yeah, seems, totally. Yeah. Seems like the right thing to do. Yeah, and it's kind of neat too. Uh, you know, most of the folks we play with tend to use a fairly similar setup. So you know, this backlining thing was a you know pretty smooth event. Right, you don't have like a crazy drum setup. Like yours is very... He uses just a five-piece. Right. He uses literally just three toms and a snare. It's like uh, if you were going to draw a drum set, it would be basically what your drum set <laughs> yeah. setup looks like. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Pretty straightforward, you know? And, uh, you know, so by the time this guy, you know, takes the stage or whatever, they're going through everything... Making all these like modifications, ripping stuff out here and there. They uh, removed two of the toms, uh, and, <laughs> and and Rob was super cool about it. He was like, "Oh, that's totally fine. We play right before you, though, so I'm going to need to set my drums back up the way that I play it. But then I'll set it up for you and everything." Oh wow! He so was, you were going to be willing to after you were done to yeah, drum yeah, whatever we can guy. do to make it you know easier for Jesus, you, you know? Okay, Jesus Christ! So we're yeah, going right. through this whole wow. deal. And then the guy is like, you know, freaking out because he doesn't like the bass drum pedals or hardware I have. He doesn't like the cymbals or anything. Whatever. The other guys that had their drum kits there figured, well, we'll just let him borrow our cymbal stands and cymbals and we'll be cool with things. Pretty low key. It's a you know great group of musicians and everything. <laughs> and uh, lo and behold, this guy is backstage or on the stage, I should say. Literally tearing apart cymbal stands, leaving pieces scattered around like an their, animal. Is this their drummer or is this their drummer's tech? This is their drummer. Oh my gosh. I thought it was like no a tax. No Yeah, that's a good point. We yeah, basically acted as tax. Yeah, they, they, they don't probably have girlfriends They can't anymore. afford tax. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and keep in mind, this went on for an hour and a half. I show up at eight later than all this, and it's already been going on an hour and a half. This drum issue. Yeah. Yes. Well, the doors are at eight. 
Oh, and, and sorry, still I almost cursed. Yeah, you did. <laughs> and they wow. still haven't sound checked. But the thing is, Rob was so cool about it, and he was like, you know, man, I will get this set up exactly the way you're gonna want it set up as soon as we're done playing. And the dude responds by being like, no, you won't effing touch these drums. These are my drums now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and, and uh, wow. Can Rob? What did say you what say, he, Rob? Well, I can say like you know we like he and I were like you know kind of toe to toe at this point. Right, you're having like a standoff. Oh yeah, yeah, a drummer standoff. Right? <laughs> so I'm like, you welcome to Seattle. Like, here's how we're gonna go about this. I'm going to set these drums up because of the way that I need to play them. It's also going to be set up the same way that the other bands that are performing tonight are going to play. And then he cried like a Nancy boy. Well, good. and then the whole night, I mean, F these you, guys... welcome to Seattle, were the first words you said. So, yep. yes, I man. love you, I'm buddy. A, I'm going <laughs> to vote right now that that's what our next record is called. F you, welcome to Seattle. If not, at least a t-shirt. Oh. Oh, my. oh, Steve, you're a genius. I think Kyle's he head is. just he exploded is. There. A genius. There's, a, there's a whole backstory that I don't think we have time to go into on that Wait. one. We'll talk about it later. Uh, and have it in the We're font good. of Pretty Pretty Boy Floyd's font. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh yeah. that's I'm sold, man. That's perfect. Okay, so we I'll found our one. next t-shirt. Yeah. Uh, this is going to happen. F you, welcome <laughs> to Seattle. Oh, so yeah. what did he say when you squared off with him and told him to go pound sand? Well, he didn't want to talk to me, actually, throughout most of the night through the setup. He wanted to talk to a real drummer. Oh. Like, oh, so not the guy that's letting you borrow their kit, but, you know. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, wow. I mean, oh, I think we, was, just, we just heard a real drummer on that song we played <laughs> called uh, yeah. this Off guy the was Wagon. Like, this guy was hilarious. Did he have big hair? Oh, <laughs> they looked like, like was it Black Veil Brides? Yeah. Like, yeah, seriously, yeah, they yeah. they were just going, like, ridiculous. How His, old are they, you think, now? 35, 40, 50? No, 60. What? They, they ain't that old. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to say 50. 50 is They bad. started in 87. That yeah. was 30 years ago. Yeah. Pretty yeah. Boy Floyd so, started in 87? Yeah, I'd I looked imagine, at the Wikipedia. I'd no wonder they had a short career. I mean, Wicked, Appetite Wicked. dropped, like, the following year. Just shut it down. They just <laughs> shut them down. Yeah. I'd imagine most of those guys that aren't the Original members of Pretty Boy Floyd, maybe a couple. Two of them. Okay, two, yeah, two yeah, of them. Yeah, nice. Only yeah, Floyd remains. But, yeah, he's you not know. so pretty anymore, <laughs> and he's the drummer. <laughs> and, and realistically, <laughs> I don't want to just sit here and bash on oh, someone who, who, yeah, right? Who's who's uh, you know still trying to cut their teeth and and you know do do what they do. I don't they were that. they were dicks to us first. That's all I'm going right. to say. Yes. But I will say I did very much enjoy the fact that we played to a pretty packed room of very passionate people and they played to 15 people and as soon as they came off stage they were really cool to us oh i bet <laughs> all were, of a sudden hey, hey man you had you had really good guitar did you, did you we get should an do apology this again. Mm-hmm. No, not a chance man no apology <laughs> not a chance. of course not and not only did did like we have a fantastic show and all the people that came out to support us but rev 3 and jericho hill the guys that played before us they Played to oh, yeah, a, pretty much yeah. a packed house as well. They and they brought it down. They brought the show. Yeah, and the fact that those are this, all great people too, and all and both all, of those they're bands, they're all lovely they're the individuals, sweetest, most awesome people, man. And yeah. they're so down to earth and mm-hmm. so thankful, and that's why we we run around with them because they're so much fun. They're in the Wasn't same. Wasn't it the singer of Rev 3's birthday? Eve. Yeah, it was yes. Eve's birthday. Eve's Hi birthday. Eve, Hi we love Eve. You. Yeah, man. So it was her um, birthday, and yeah. then um, and they put on a hell of a set oh, as they great, always man. do. Yeah, and. And then yeah, and so we you know we had our fun, and then Pretty Boy F well, we comes out. Yeah. Well, yeah. no, I know. Yeah, I was just God, like, that's I, a good I, new name for them, Pretty Boy F. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say something else, but I, <laughs> Dude, I, remember I one saved time. Rev the edit. <laughs> I, I always, you. I had never had a problem back in my playing days of just letting other drummers use my kit. I, but I would always tell them, I'm like, hey, look, man, maybe my kit's not perfect for you, like. 
I might put it in a weird way. Feel free to move it around, even yeah. though it kind of made me cringe a little. But I'm like, I'm not going to be a jerk if someone wants to move my kid around. I remember one time, and it was a buddy of mine, and we almost went to fisticuffs after their show because I was like, he made it a big deal about how he didn't want to bring all of his drums. We were playing, I think, at the show box, like when they used to do shows like on the little bar area. Oh, the side stage, yeah. 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 Back when that was still walled off. Right. Yeah. So I'm like, hey, man, you can use my drums. He's like, oh, you're a lifesaver. Thank you so much. Well, he proceeded to get drunk throughout the night, and when he was playing, I can tell he was having a hard time playing. And not that I do anything crazy. I, I, I have a four-piece kit. It's not like I'm doing anything nuts. It's just rack tom, floor tom, snare drum, cymbals. But Jeez, maybe, Neil Pert, settle down. I know, right? <laughs> I'm like freaking Lars Ulrich all of a sudden out there. And I'm watching him, and he's getting like... I could see that he's like visibly annoyed with my drums. Like there's like an actual issue. And he's like purposely hitting them harder, trying to like kick over like the bass drum, like just cursing and staring at me while he's doing it. And as soon as they're saying, I'm like, part of me was like, do I need to go up there right now? Uh, I'll wait till he's done, and then I'll right. thump him and send him a bill. So yeah. the minute the, show, the minute their set ended, and I had to go, you know, we were playing at, and I'm like, hey, man, what the F's your problem with my kit? And he's like, well, this, this, and this. I'm like, you didn't have to use my drums. I did and, you a favor. Right, and I was like, and this is the last time you're ever going to be able to touch my drums. In fact, this is the last time you're ever going to get to open for our band. He's like, F you, and... So I mean, to the point where Steve I'm like, dropped the hammer. Oh, All right. bro, I was so pissed. I was ready to lay him out, but I'm like, you know what? That's going to be awkward. We have a show to play. Yep. <laughs> I kind of want to still play my show, and I'm not a violent person, but I was, I was like, do not treat my yeah, drums really like uncool. your bitch. Oh, it's, it's just really straight uncool. disrespectful. It was yeah. super disrespectful, and it's like something like well, any chance I've ever had to use someone else's drums, I try and work around their style. Because it's like, you're doing me a yeah, favor. It's a courtesy. And it's common courtesy. But so oh. many people lack it nowadays. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I don't know if I've ever seen someone lay out another person in a band at a show, but I kind of have that as a bucket list thing. It would be fun. <laughs> have you guys ever seen that footage of Danzig getting dropped? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Do you yes. know the story behind it? So, uh, I forget what exactly went down, but Danzig decided that the local support act was going to go on after him for whatever reason. And they were like, no way, man. You're the big draw. We hustled our nuts off to play this show. And if you put us on after you, the venue's going to empty. There's no way we're doing that. And they're going back and forth and back and forth. And the guy, I don't know what member of this band he was, but he was a bigger dude. He was huge. Danzig's a wee little guy. And well, compared I think, to Danzig, a wee I little think, guy. Yeah. I think uh, old Glenn said something he shouldn't have, and this guy just... Dropped him. I think there was a shove too. And I think, of I this? think, I think oh, yeah. Danzig, Danzig shoved, shoved him, yeah. and the guy just, Boom. and the guy seriously, I mean, looked sack like of potatoes. Like, yeah. Danzig yeah. dropped. It was just a straight night night shot. Yeah, oh, yeah. does nice. just one shot done. Woo. It's amazing. Yeah. Okay. And I still love Glenn up. Danzig, and I, I'm not saying anything bad about him. I'm just saying in that situation, I was like, Ooh. oh, I, if you want to see the video, I got pulled it up. If you oh. Just look up, oh, feed me. Quick, run, man. Now I'm thinking of food. Oh, yeah, there's swears. Oh, just crushed the dude and said, F you, mother effer. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Please don't punch me in my face again. <laughs> you, you know what the drag Mother. is? I bet the video for Mother has like 1.5 mil views. The footage of Danzig getting laid out 
It's three million and change. Yeah, and that's just like there's multiple <laughs> yeah. uploads of that. The, the moral of the story is be cool. Everyone's got a camera these days. Well, yeah. or, or if you want yeah. to, you, if you want your band to go viral, get punched in the face. There yeah. you go. Okay. Dude, that guy's a big dude. Oh, just a, out of fairness to Danzig, uh, Danzig's mother has over 26 million views on YouTube. How about oh, that? Oh, bummer. Okay, well. <laughs> That's a lot Snaked of music. It is a bit of a popular song. <laughs> yeah, just I, I apologize for misspeaking. <laughs> Maybe like Twista Kane. I wonder if Twista Kane's there. Oh, Twista Kane. I only know Kane. Moral of the so story: <laughs> respect the locals. It's got, well, <laughs> respect yeah, the locals. Respect I, the locals. I think the moral five hundred thousand views on Twista Kane. So it has more views than Twista, Twista Kane. Kane. That's a great oh, song. Wow. So I, I think the moral of the story is: be excellent to everybody. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, with I'm sorry. Like, thank you, Bill. It's <laughs> it's like when we played Mixfest. I mean, the way that we worked it out, we had to do changeover so quick that I. I mean, the first thing you said to me when we got there, you were like, I'm assembling a crew. Every band helps every yeah, band we were get mega everything hustle. off. The show came that off was cool. on oh, schedule, man. Yeah. It was yeah. great. I, I feel like we were even like five, ten minutes I early. Think, I think it ran right. s- s- that smoothly. At least yeah. that smoothly. We might have been ahead all night by a yeah. few minutes. It was All the bands were respectful about their set lengths. Everyone struck fast. Everyone set fast. Yeah, I was felt killer. bad. Our, our set length was exactly 29 minutes and 30 seconds <sighs> to the hair. And <laughs> for a 30-minute sh- set, we usually shoot for 27 or, or or, you know, maybe 28, just to be cool to everybody, to try and get off. And I know that you do something similar. Yeah, we stopwatch our sets when we rehearse. If we're given yeah. a 30 or a 45, we literally we stopwatch the them. Yep. yep. Well, and it's worth that, it. It's oh, worth yeah. it. But yeah. you needed to yeah, have man. that extra time to wish me a happy birthday, and I appreciate <laughs> well, that. And that's that, why that we did it over the intro tape. I was, I was yeah. just like, you know, we don't have time to, like, have a big break where I, like, pull Steve on stage and get his shirt off, have him, you know, champion in the air with Mixed the boxing He was outside with porn stars and Strippers, man, you'd have yeah. never gotten him in there anyway. My shirt was already off, boys. I'm shocked we got him in to sing his own song. Dude. Oh my God. For, for the record, when I was tracking the vocals for, you had already left, when I was tracking the vocals for Off the Wagon, yeah. I was sitting there, I was like, I need to get in the mind space, because I'm that kind of singer. I need to put myself Visualize in that it. headspace sure. so I can emote properly. And my headspace was that bus outside Migs Fest. Yes. And I was just sitting there. I'm like looking over my shoulder at an imaginary uh, just eyeballs and fingernails Steve in the, in the corner. <laughs> 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 playing DJ in the back from his phone. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Amazing. I'm sitting there trying to sing it while I'm ignoring Cake by the Ocean being pumped in one ear. <laughs> and this is also why Wyatt never covers the Tool song Prison Sex. Because <laughs> oh, he doesn't no. want to get into that headspace sort of ever. You know? <laughs> he just has to not do that song. No, but he'll cover Passenger. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure that plenty of people dislike me enough after this podcast. I won't talk about Tool any further. Hey, when strippers and porn wow. stars oh, want to hear yes. this song, is this I what play you're it. playing? Um, repeat. Oh yes, absurdly. Loud. Please, please turn it up. You just have to imagine his glowing teeth, eyes, and fingernails. I can't forget it. It's so I can't party to this kind of music. So, so there's it's porn stars sitting there shaking their hips, and Steve just really happy. We're too loud and crazy, guys. That was a moment in time right here. Oh, yeah. Man, when I hear this, I wonder about like the. Do you guys know the Marvin Gaye tune that basically what's his nut? Pretty much, I don't want to say ripped off. Um. 
Oh, the... Because uh, I like that song, too. The good time. Yeah. But it's basically a... It's not a ripoff. I don't want to say that. It's inspired. It's a hugely inspired by a really dope Marvin Gaye tune. And the name of that song, I, I think it's like Groovin' or... I can't think of the name of that tune. But it's just... When I hear what you were just playing, I'm like, man... Wouldn't you rather listen to Marvin Gaye? He did it so much better. Yeah, but he doesn't have a Jonas singing it. That's yeah, the right? problem. Who? One of the Jonas brothers. Well, I had band. No That's one of the Jonas brothers? That's in front of that band. I had no idea. They, they, do have a, they have a song on their new record, which actually is like so ridiculously catchy, even more than that one. It's called just D-N-C-E, which is the name of the band, Dance. Oh, how clever. I saw them on Periscope last night. They were playing in Vegas. We were talking about creative misspellings last night. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Are you ready? Ready to dance? It's not okay. See if you can catch up. Okay, so for all of our listeners who can't see, I'm just going to take my clothes off right now. That's only so we can see the Thunderbird Beast t shirt. Showing off my Thunder Beast t shirt. And another one's gone, and another one gone. Another one bites the dust. Hey, I'm going to get you too. Another one bites the dust. That really is wow. That's it's so disco. This is good serial killer music, I think. You know, there's like a teenage girl bound in the trunk of a car. Oh, wait for the chorus. Christian little, Bale's little blood under his suit. That's what I'm saying, man. He's he's aiming that chainsaw down the stairwell for the magic drop. Espousing the virtues of Huey Lewis. There we go. <laughs> That's right. The most obnoxious chorus ever. Are you ready for it? No. Dance. You say put your feet above your head and dance. Steve and Wyatt are physically reacting to this, everyone. Dance. The rest of us are just sitting here staring uncomfortably at our feet. Yeah, well, Glenn, do I see red dripping Rob's from you? A little bit. <laughs> Probably. I think Glenn got creative. <laughs> Rob's about to say, F you, welcome to Seattle, and punches him in the face. That's right. Rob's actually beating his face against the window right now. I can't help hey. it. I'm a sucker for a pop song. So technically, because Rob is the CEO of our label, um, are we allowed to call the next l- record FU Welcome to Seattle? I it's a Okay, cool. We just got permission. Got confirmation. I, I don't know if that's a good a, idea. It's a good limited edition yeah. uh, t-shirt run, though. Yeah, yeah that's true. I you know? t-shirt. Especially if cats know the story, they're going to line up to buy one. You know? Even if you don't true. know the story, some Seattleites are going to just love that because it's just like, it's it's, a, it's almost like a statement. Like, F you, mm-hmm. welcome Portland's to Seattle. All, I, actually, I was hanging with John from 10 Miles Saturday night, and he told me some Portland stories. Seven miles. That just, yeah. he, he basically, he did the show at the Ash Street. And there were some people there that were very Portlandia and okay. very, they were sort of, uh, John's like, man, I've never been sort of heckled before, but there was one really snotty, look at how cool I am girl among this small crowd. It was like a weekday unplug show uh, at Ash Street, which is a dope venue down there. Super dope venue. And John, and it's John, man. He's one of the, he's like one of the nicest people you ever meet. Yeah. Just chainsawed this chick. You know, from stage, like, hey, you know, the Portlandia thing, like, they're actually making fun of you, you you effing twit. And, like, he <laughs> laid into this <laughs> chick. <laughs> and, like, the staff at the bar was like, yeah! And they're all cheering. And, I really and I'm, like, I'm like, oh, really, John? He's like, man, she had it. And, like, the people she was with were even, like, applauding. Oh, John just called her out. Oh, the whole crowd He turns. just called yeah. her. Because she was acting like an a-hole. Yeah. And John tolerated it and tolerated it. And, and then she's like, oh, you sound like Nirvana or whatever. And then John was like, fine. And he actually played. 
played like a Nirvana medley to try and appease this girl and get her to just chill the F out. Yeah. Like, look, we acknowledge you, now shut the F up. He was really giving her... The Cadillac. Okay, you're the one person's gonna act like an a hole. I will. Here's I will give you. Yeah. I'll give you whatever it is you want so that you can be happy. And then she just crossed his threshold. He snapped. And, and oh. he snapped on the mic <laughs> and so fed her. And he said the staff was like, yeah. And he said when he got off stage, it was someone from the venue. He was like, hey, I'm really sorry about that. They're like, no, that was the most punk rock thing I've seen in years. Thank you. You come back anytime. <laughs> I would pay like, good money great. for video footage of that. It was Great, hey, speaking, man. Speaking of 10 miles wide, there's a song I wanted to quickly play just a half a second yeah. of, of yeah. theirs. Which one? Which it's one? called The Mothership, which is funny because they used to be called The Mothership, yeah. and they used to have a song when they were The Mothership called 10 Miles Wide, so it's like this weird like <laughs> give and take between their old band and their new band. It's just, I mean, Rob, you'll appreciate this too. Freaking Will Andrews, the oh, drummer. Oh, no, dude. He puts on a clinic on this song. Like, Just pay attention to the drums. It's so... It, it aggravates me as a drummer because he's so damn good. I was listening to the bright side of Dim yeah. driving in here yeah. this morning, and was and it was having more than a few of those Will moments. Where and I'm it's, like, man, and then I typically you know. do not like busy drummers. Like I'm not that, and I'm not knocking Will. I don't Will think does it in a tasteful way. Somehow that guy has found the way to serve the song while also showing off how incredible of a drummer he is. It's like <laughs> it's it, it's not masturbatory at all with what he does behind the kit. It works. It's needed for the songs. And this song called yes. The Mothership, it blows me away. Just listen to the drums. The Gross was the best record of this last year. It's a probably. great record. Aside from Gloves. Matt Koch found a workaround for that. Yeah, just to include us. <laughs> so thanks. Uh, music, technically, I got the Window Pane record last year, even though it came out in 2017. <laughs> so, is that it's what the word Yeah, that's was? what he said. He oh, was I like, he was just being cool, so no, we could be a part he of was, it. Well, no, no, he was like, dude, it's one of my favorite records. I've never stopped listening to it, but I want to champion these other bands too. So, Window Pane's one of my favorite records, but I got it. That's uh, funny. In 2015, even though it came out in 2016, and, he, and then it literally was like, so that gives me room to squeeze another band. In. Will Andrews have my babies. <laughs> Somewhere, I'll have to dig it up to my phone, but when they went in to do some of this tracking, I loaned Jonas my gold top. And my my Les Paul gold tops on like half this record or over half this oh, record. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was uh, the ones they did with Indino, right? Yeah. Used that, uh -huh. yeah. Which I think was like Backburner and a few other Yeah, I don't, I don't know. John hit me up. He was like, these are the songs that, that I used your guitar on, and I lost that list. I don't think this is one of them, though. Yeah, Will's working. Dude. John is just mesmerized with me. Here it comes. Like, I was listening to this 
song while vacuuming the first time I heard it. Yes. I do, I do a lot of music. Your carpet has never been that clean. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I vacuumed the ceiling. I'm like, oh! <laughs> I actually had to stop vacuuming and just sit down and listen to it in my headphones. I'm like, I am being, like, my my ears are being effed by Will Andrews. It's yeah. in, in a good way. Like, I kind of want it more. <laughs> and a little deeper. It's just a clinic. He's putting on a clinic on these drums. I mean, everyone in the band's amazing. Don't get me wrong, but just what he does on the drums is like it, it, I don't even know how he does it it's that good probably because he's a lefty if I was a lefty I could probably do everything he's doing <laughs> well and you know in getting to talk to a lot of local bands that I love and listen to a lot I mean talking to Glenn about specific moments from their record that really hit because for me I'm all about that moment on a record yeah, so yeah. For, for me with 10 Miles Wide's uh, record The Gross the moment is the final closing bridge piece of the title track when Jaundice just loses it really hard is a killer moment for me. So getting to kind so of... the hand of this song? Uh, yeah, so go to the bridge. Two, two minutes... So before this, two minutes, That's 20 right seconds. I love that you have it down. Oh, because it's go. my favorite. From the island of the gross. When this kicks in, I get shivers yeah, every time. every time. Oh, yeah. They do that same thing on, uh, I think it's track two. I just know the, the hook lyric, which is woke up on the wrong side of my skull. Oh, yeah. And they do that quietly over yeah. an acoustic twice and then drop in. When we played with them at the tractor, when we did our song, we did a medley of whatever that song's called. I don't know the title of it, but we were playing number 28 by Windowpane, but I was singing John's Woke Up on the Wrong Side of My Skull hook lyric over the what? entire intro. Yeah, you guys need to make that show. Sorry about that. That's all right. Man. But, <laughs> so I sang that whole intro, and then halfway through number 28, we dropped into Cashmere, and then when we Is came- Is it gotta go? Uh, probably. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know when I hear it. But uh, when we came back out of Cashmere and hit the number 28 reprise- Nope, that's not it. Oh, pick me up. Pick Track me up. three. That's it. Yep. Yep. I don't know where that- Oh, yeah, it's a great song. So if you can't tell, we're it's all at the big very nerds end, about right? local when like, music. Woke up on the wrong side of my skull. Yeah. So go a little more towards the end. Oh, this is the moment. Yeah, just leave, leave it go. Okay, I was like... I don't know how much further I could go to the end. 30 seconds left. Or is that the end? I think that was oh, the that, end. Oh, that was the end. Fail. <laughs> Before that, go back a little ways. Bad DJ, bad. This is it. So I sang that over the whole front half of 28, and then when we came back out of Cashmere, we did that again. Oh, that's awesome. And then when we ended 28, I did that hook one more time before we went into our next song. And uh, oh, I, I got off stage, and um, the first cat I ran into was Ryan, their bass player. And he just hugged me. He was like, I effing love you guys. <laughs> and cool. I'm like, oh, is that cool? And he was just like, dude, you know. Because yeah. if it's not, it's too late. Yeah, man. But everyone in the crowd was like, because uh, 10 Miles played before us that night. So everyone in the crowd that was there 
had just seen them perform that. That's awesome. So when we were dipped into 28 and I started singing the 10 miles, like the room just went nuts. Yeah. Then we hit Cashmere and the room went nuts. And then we came out of Cashmere back into the 10 miles song. And everyone's like, what? That's cool. And we're up there just trying to be like, I swear to God, we're a really good band. (laughs) (laughs) We can even play 10 miles wide. We're we're worthy of being here, so just shut up and listen. And enjoy it, (laughs) damn it. (laughs) Quit going outside to smoke. (laughs) Why Why don't we jump into some voicemails and some text messages and all that good stuff? Ziggy. This is the maiden one. Yeah, yeah it is. I got a message from Ziggy on, on Twitter, I think. Yeah. He said something about me saying that I would have sex to his music. And I was like, I would. Nice. There we go. All Bruce right. Dickinson sounding good now, this. <laughs> oh. Glenn's playing with my fidget Well, I just cube. noticed there were wheels on it. I didn't notice her. Oh, see, there's a lot Dude, of things to play with. Every side has something different. <laughs> my favorite thing about today's podcast it. is how sidetracked we get every 30 seconds. Right? I love it. Today this is why ADHD. I, this is why I love this podcast, man. <laughs> All right. Dude, we got a lot of... Um, now, uh, we've got a few um, descriptions for the mix cast. Remember, we mentioned that. Oh, yeah! Uh, How'd that go? Uh, oh, we'll, yeah. we'll get that in a second. One thing I did want to read, we did get a tweet uh, from Nick. He says, I can't wait to hear Mix's thoughts on the Defy Wrestling event uh, on the mix cast. I'll probably spend a little bit more time uh, on the mega cast because we're running out of time on this one, but I definitely want to talk a little bit about it. Um, I got to be the ring announcer and host of Defy Wrestling. It's an inaugural event. Cody Rhodes wrestled, uh, Shane Strickland. It was a great mix and mash of great local talent and great national talent. And it, so this, to start off in the beginning, I'm terrified of this because it's like I'm a huge wrestling <laughs> fan. I'm out of my comfort zone. I've never been a ring announcer. I did not want to be bad because I'm like, these guys have put in so much time and effort and energy and money to put together an amazing event of wrestling. And it's like the first big, big independent wrestling show. There's some great local independent wrestling going on from uh, 321 Battle to Lucha Libre Volcanica to um, Project 42 and a few others. But this one was like kind of like a melting pot of all of them for one night. And it was at the Washington Hall, which is a great venue. So all day, all night, I'm like freaking out. I'm like, this is going to be awful. I'm going to suck. You know, I always assume the worst. Oh, man. Thank God for Matt Farmer, former pro wrestler. He was kind of like the uh, booker agent behind the scenes, kind of running the ship. So he kept me calm while also effing with me. He's like, oh, you know, it's (laughs) customary that uh, Jeff Cobb, Mr. Athletic, suplexes the uh, ring announcer at some point into a table. So I'm like, all so right. be ready for that. I'm like, great. Okay. And he kept going, do, do anything you do, do not trip when you're going into the ring. I'm like, thanks. This is not... <laughs> but bro, it was unbelievable. So I... The day before, uh, Jim Perry, the guy who created Defy Wrestling, hits me up. He goes, hey, I never asked you, but what do you want as your uh, entrance song? And I'm like, oh, I get to come out like a wrestler. Glorious. That would have been funny, but I was like, that would be just inappropriate, you know, because that's another wrestler's thing. So I'm like, without even missing a beat, I go, you know what? I want this song to be my entrance theme song. Why is it telling me I need to sign in? F you. (laughs) Without missing a beat, huh? I have. I'm in so much suspense now. There we go. I got to sign back in. Sign back in. I'm good. No, not that one. Still not Look, man, I saw the video clip, and that's not what I remember. Oh, did you walk into Underfoot? Yes. Oh, that's savage. Not only 
did I walk into Underfoot. Underfoot kicked off the entire night because I'm the first person that comes out. I'm loving this. Thank you, bro. Of course, I got to show love to my boy and Window Pane. And what a great song. So I'm like, hey, so what I want to do is start the song. I do not come out until the vocals start. So now we're backstage in what they call the gorilla position. Rev knows that because uh-huh. of the wrestling guys. Basically, right before you walk out the curtain. And I'm just feeling it. Hyping yourself. And hyping, I look at hyping, Matt, hyping. and there's a video of me on Twitter. And I'm telling him, I'm like, I have goosebumps right now. All of a sudden, all the fear went out the window. I got music of my boys. Yeah. I'm focused. I step foot out the curtain. The pl- well, first, once they hear the music, the place erupts because they're like, it's go time. And yeah, this yeah, is a yeah. great song for it to get going to. And oh, I yeah. got the goosebumps because yeah, it's right yeah, He's yeah, reliving it. Right it. He's right. reliving it. I have it right now, too, just thinking about this. This is oh, amazing. I can't wait till they put out the video. Hopefully, like, that gets worked into it, like the yeah. entrance. Open up the curtains. Sold out place just erupts. Yeah. Like, a, I think there's people there because they they're like, we know Steve's there, yeah. and also B, they're like, this show is ready to start. So without even missing a beat, I just put my hand up in the air with the mic in my hand and just like, ah, <laughs> power stance, right? Just absorbing this energy, walking around the entire front row, like the entire, yeah, like, working it, high fiving, too sweet, and which is a for wrestling fans, it's like wolf a handshake. Pack. Yeah, the wolf pack. You do this, and you you. Like, you two fingers touch each other. They kiss. You're too sweet. Going around, doing all this. Now I jump into the ring. <laughs> See, Steve and I just do that on the mouth. Did the trip. <laughs> right. Now I'm in the ring. I'm feeling the crowd. <laughs> What's up, everybody? I'm like, oh my God, these guys are on my side. All The entire crowd. Just keep talking. The wireless mic cuts out oh, and nice. stops working. <laughs> it would work every couple of words from what I heard after the fact. With right. Now. Are you guys back? Aww. Was it kind of like pain in the grass? Is everybody ready to go effing crazy? But then it censored you for you. Is it about- <laughs> yeah, it was like that. <laughs> now I'm like, I keep trying. From what I heard, I guess the wireless could not handle the power that was my voice. Every time, like, I really, and I don't know if that's like, necessarily I true. I find that extraordinarily hard to believe as a guy that rents and runs those systems. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. You know what? I think it was. You're it, clipping so hard. This is the part out. where I'm not buying it. No, that's good. I'm glad to hear that because I think that was, yeah. that was coming from people who. Sounds like a, it sounds like an RF. They issue. were just trying to figure it out. Why? Why was yeah. that happening? But now I'm like, I don't know what to do. I'm a man alone on an island, as I mentioned in my blog. But it's an island with turnbuckles and ropes. Like I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what to do. So I'm trying, and I'm looking at Jim, who's up in the second level, like by the sound guy, and I'm like, help me. And he's just like, he's like, I, he's like, basically he's pantomiming. We're trying to figure it out, but yeah. just so. I'm alone now. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is. I'm going to be eaten Crush alive. the cyanide tablet you have hidden in your tooth now. <laughs> and I'm smiling. And then lip sync the rest of Underfoot. And bro, I'll tell you, like, it was one of those moments where I'm, in a weird way, I'm glad it happened because it. Everything that I was going on in my head and I'm rehearsing in my head went out the window. I don't know what to do at this point. And that's when the crowd took over. And the crowd just started chanting and having fun. And I'm like, F that mic. Yeah, oh, yeah. F at that one point, mic. we chanted F technology. F technology. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. And then nice. all of a sudden, they start going, Let's go, Steve Miggs. And I'm like, Oh, this is amazing. Like, these people are in. And in the world of wrestling, one of the funnier chants is people will go, let's go Cena for John Cena. But John Cena is like a polarizing figure in the world of wrestling. Some love, some hate. So what it's become is, let's go Cena. Cena sucks. Let's go Cena. So all of a sudden it went from, 
Let's go, Steve Miggs. And then I think it was Kevin from Metal Shop that started this, and I love him for it. I wanted to <laughs> hug him to death in a good way. And all of a sudden, I went, let's go, Steve Miggs. Steve Miggs sucks. Now, <laughs> this is going and building and building, and the place is like, now it's like a rabid hype audience. Yeah. And I have no, like, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, still like, I'm, I'm loving this moment. Like, I'm feeling this moment, like, genuinely, like, feeling the love from the crowd. Like, they're like, we know you're in a weird position. We have your back. And it was like, wow. That is so That's important so cool. in any scenario where right. sh- stuff goes wrong on stage. And it's like, thank God I'm a huge wrestler. It's not like me just being, like, you know, some random dude that is being forcing myself upon him. They know I'm just as much of a geek for wrestling as they are. Yeah. Now I turn around because I'm like, I don't know what to do and I'm looking around like I'm like a lost puppy and my buddy Kevin Mathis who's a wrestler for 321, he goes by the, the Duke of Dirtbags and he's working <laughs> as one of the crew guys and I see him frantically wiring an XLR to a microphone. Oh, dude, giving you a hard wire. And I'm yeah. like, light at the end of the tunnel. Oh, right. Yeah. So now I'm like, okay, I can hold this off. Gives me the mic. First thing I think I said is like, my God, that chant, you guys, I should sit down because I have a boner right now. (laughs) (laughs) So fast forward, get through it. I give probably, I mean, I would have liked to have been a little bit more polished in my my little mantra, my, 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 my opening monologue, but... I think people realized what was going on. The fact that I could power through it and I got, I gave a great nod to all the great local indies that are going on nice. and got people pumped up and then just went, let's get ready for our first match. And then everything got going. And then, then I went into full on announcer role. Like I didn't have to host. I didn't have to give any spiels, a little things here and there, but like then it went off like amazing the rest of the night. I mean, a couple of little flubs, but I learned a lot. Like these wrestlers, and I'm talking about the local ones. Like I think of this one, uh, Kate Carney, who was one of the wrestlers, right? I screwed up her intro. And she's the queen minus of professional wrestling, but I was so flustered. I also lost my voice from yelling because I thought the mic... <laughs> oh, I didn't man. know that the mic was broken. I thought that my hearing was messed up. So I'm pushing You're my voice. screaming, yeah, man. So I'm trying to be good and cognizant of not overpowering my voice. But so at, at some point, I'm like, instead of saying the queen Midas of professional wrestling, I screwed up and go, the queen Midas touch of, and I'm like, oh, I mean, the queen, and, and she looks at me and goes, what the hell, like upset at me? And I was like, crap. So after their match, I pull her, so I'm like, I'm really sorry. Like, I really, like, A, you were amazing in the ring. Like, she was so damn good. Like, this, she is unbelievable. And she looks at me and goes, oh, no, I was just having fun with it, too. And I'm like, oh my god, damn! Because I've been pulling my own skin off for like an hour, about fifteen minutes. Yeah, Yeah. but and that like hit me. I'm like, my god, these these wrestlers, and I'm talking obviously the national ones. They've been doing it for are so incredibly gifted at improv, Mm -hmm. and it, it it taught me a valuable lesson. It's like no matter what, don't. Don't let anyone see that you're genuinely like like be well, that sorry, person, yeah. be that character. That's who you are at that moment. And throughout the rest of the night, like I had a great moment with Mister Fitness. It, it was awesome. This him and Eddie Van was Glam. he tremendously overweight or no? He's in shape. He's in great shape. <laughs> that's, I'm sorry, that's just the second time I got to make that joke in to. as many weeks. That's actually why get, it only in a leotard. One of these times we, we got to get either Mister Fitness or, or and Eddie Van oh, Glam. Yeah. These two are so funny together, and they put on an amazing match. But before the match, Mister Fitness is like, "Hey, man." When you give my introduction, act like you don't want to give it. Like I'm like, all right, because he had like he was known as the Muscle Confucius. That's like his, his nickname. He's oh. like, he's like, be annoyed with that. And I'm like, sure. So I'm like, uh, and I look at him, and uh, we're on stage, and I'm thinking like, even like I could have just been like, he wants me to call. I look, I go, man, you really want me to say this? And he looks at me, and goes, just say it. Like he's because he's the bad guy, and it's like we. 
we had this awesome riff like together, like this improv moment. And afterwards, he's like, "Man, that was so much fun. Nice. I wish you could introduce me all the time." Yeah. So I don't want to like bore you guys with That's all the killer, stupid dude. stuff. Great. But like for me, it was like I'm on cloud nine. Everything's working. Everything's great. Except for the wireless mic. Except mm-hmm. for the wireless mic. But you know what? Looking back on it in a weird way. It worked. I yeah. feel like it was the best thing that could have happened, A, to get the crowd 100% invested right yeah. off the get-go. Like, there was no need to ramp them up. They were there from the first match to the very end. Like, they were 100% on board. And B, it got me out of my own head, and, and what I was going to say might not have been nearly as awesome as what I did say. Yeah, the fear will find you. In, in 100%. That moment, yeah. that's, that's kind of our mantra before every Bro. show. Yeah. Uh, but also, there's kind of a cool side of it when stuff isn't polished, because I know we all see a lot of bands. You see a lot of bands who are really polished. Yep. Every note is perfect. I get off on it when a band has a rough night or yeah. something. It powers you, through it. You see the real side of it. I mean, uh, like... Three, four years ago, my wife was pregnant, so uh, I went to go see Escape the Fate at El Corazon. Yeah. Their guitar player quit the day before the show, oh. and so Parker from Queensryche oh, no. joined no them, and A, they made fun of him for being in Queensryche the entire set. I think he had met them <laughs> that morning in town. I think that their label hit up someone in town, like, like do who's we a have good guitar that player? Could learn quick. And yeah. Parker didn't know any of the songs. He's just sitting there and he's just playing in key. I don't think he knew who Escape the Fate really was. And so for me, I got off on that show the yeah. whole time because nobody knew what they were doing, but they were all having fun doing it. And that honestly, like that was me on that stage. Like I mean, at one point I had a, I've, I'm such a like stage announced rock guy. No, instead of like introducing blah, 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 it's Mr. Fitness, let's just say, or Eddie Van Glam, because he was the good guy. Yeah. So I was a little bit more, you know, of course, I want to be more enthusiastic for the, the good guys as opposed to the bad guys. I shouldn't like the bad guys. I'm the announcer. Mm-hmm. And so at one point, Biased. I think I said, make some noise for, and I'm like, oh my God, I'm treating it like it's a band. Like, no, you're supposed to not say make some noise for. Don't forget you know. to tip your bartenders for <laughs> Mr. Fitness. <laughs> so now there was a great moment. Everyone's remarkably confused. Uh, yeah, where he's. Money, take it. <laughs> so there's a moment though after I'm like in the middle of the, the night. You know, obviously I'm going on after every match and starting up every next match, and I'm hanging out in the backstage gorilla position area. And there's a guy who's going to make a surprise appearance, a huge star in the indie wrestling world, Davey Richards. He's from oddly enough, he's from Washington, Othello, Washington, but he's gone on to like. He's basically succeeded in every promotion except for the WWE, and I would not be surprised if one day soon he's going to be in that one. He's just amazing, and it was fun to watch him because he's backstage watching all the matches. And like fully, not criticizing, but just thinking like this could be better, that could be better, because he cared that much about professional wrestling, which I thought was really, really cool. Uh, But he's there with his wife, who's, for wrestling fans, she was in TNA, part of the Beautiful People. Oh, yeah. yeah, Angelina Love. I mean, just a gorgeous woman, Mm -hmm. badass wrestler. Yeah, look her up. Mm -hmm. You'll like her. Mm -hmm. And... So I'm, I, I had to say hi to her. I'm like, I'm going to just be a geeky wrestling fan. I'm like, hey, look, Angelina. And I said, same with Davey. I had to say hi. Uh, I'm like, hey, big fan. I've always loved what you've done. Honor to meet you. And she looks at me and goes, you're the ring announcer, aren't you? And I'm like, oh, crap. Oh, crap. <laughs> I don't know. Like, oh, my, boy, all I wanted to panic, do is to feel, I wanted to feel welcomed by these wrestlers. I'm, I'm, I'm infiltrating their world, and I respect their world so much. <laughs> that oh, no. oh, he's looking at Angelina. <laughs> yeah, he is. That the last thing I want to do is disrespect their world, you mm-hmm. know? 
I'm just I'll gonna let them see this picture uh, first. I, not, I zoomed. I did like a self-edit. I just zoomed. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Did anybody else There's catch more that than inhale that, that he did? <laughs> I just. I have no idea what, what her face looks like. Nice but now I know what the rest of her looks like. Here you go. Here's she's cool. She's in great shape. She's badass. I found an image of her and just zoomed in on her backside, and that's what I was showing everyone. And that's where the inhale came from. The. So I, I go up to her, I say hi, and she's like, you're the ring announcer, aren't you? I'm like, oh man, is she going to like rip me apart or what? And she goes, I have no idea who you are, but I've never seen a crowd more over as F for a ring announcer as yeah! they are for you. Yeah, <laughs> so cool. And in the world of wrestling, being over is like the utmost respect. Like that's like, you are popular. Second like, Howard Finkel. Right. <laughs> the Fink meet the Migs. <laughs> yes. So that was like, now I'm just, I, I mean, I'm not even touching the ground. I'm on cloud nine. All the local guys were great too. They were all so like, they're fans of the station or, and even like Angela Love and her man, Davey Richards, since then have followed me on Twitter. Nice. They posted a picture of them listening to KISW with him giving the devil horns and oh, tweeted at me cool. like oh, that's great like man. rocking out listening to Cashmere by Zeppelin of course and, and it was just like whoa this is like is this real life like all of a sudden I've gotten cred with these awesome wrestlers that I am a fan of so now the main event of course is Cody Rhodes versus Shane Strickland dude I can't even put into words what it was like to be in the ring while everyone's throwing streamers which is another sign of respect in the world of wrestling um, especially in the indies, while Cody Rhodes is in there. Like, one of my all-time favorites. And he's in the ring. Streamers are flying. And I'm in the ring with him. Like, trying not to smile and cheer or take a picture. Like, I'm trying to look like a pro. <laughs> yeah, but you're just, oh! And I finally lean yeah. over to the ref, and, I, uh, and I'm like, hey, man, this is effing amazing. And he looks and he leans over to me and goes, I can't believe that we're in the ring with these guys. Oh, it was so cool. cool. Yeah. So I have the audio of someone, and I want to give a shout-out to uh, a few guys, Joe, John, and uh, Myron. Uh, they were the streamer section. These were guys that were there, brought all the streamers, gave them to other people, were throwing them, and, and they were just so supportive, and they were tweeting nonstop, and couldn't be cooler guys. So the fact that they were there showing so much love meant a lot, and I just wanted to give them a shout-out. But here's... um. My uh, intro for uh, Cody Rhodes and Shane Strickland. Uh, it picks up towards the end of Shane's intro, but uh, you can get a vibe of what I was sounding like. That moment, I'm like, I'm not talking over. I, I, I'm going to feel that moment. Chant. Yeah, it was, yeah, I, yeah. I thought immediately of like Kate and the conversation that she probably didn't even remember, but it was a quick convo with that lit up a light bulb. Like, be in the moment. Don't even care about the fact that you have a certain way to do it. Just go with whatever happens. So all of a sudden, people are chanting two, five, three for Shane Strickland because he was born here. I'm going to let that happen and let it die out before I introduce uh, Cody Rhodes. up right now, man. Oh. Do you guys want to wrestle? Cody, Cody, Cody. And I, 
Dude, I was blowing my voice out. Uh, I, oh, I was going to say, yeah, I can tell you were hoarse by that point, man. I was trying so hard not to lose my voice. And I, I remember I go up to someone, I'm like, uh, the, the PR lady, Lauren, and I'm like, Bring me some tea. I go, I said, do you need anything? Are you good? I'm like, I would. Do you have a sugar cube? I was like, do you have any tea? Any kind of tea? And she goes, no, but I could get you a shot of vodka. I'm like, that's not going to help me. That'll, that'll do just fine. <laughs> and then it was great because uh, Shane tweeted at me and put it on Instagram, that intro, and just said, hey, man, thanks for the awesome that's announcement. so cool. Everything about it couldn't have went better. A lot of great response from everybody. It was, it was one of the greatest, truly one of the greatest nights of my life. Right on. Very man. cool. Who that's won? That's awesome. Uh, and that match was Cody Rhodes. Cool. Nice. Oh, hell yeah. Congrats, then he, Cody. Then he gave a great speech afterwards saying that he'll come back. Actually, I want to play a little bit of the, 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 the post-match speech because it's like that moment, whoever filmed it, like they truly thought like he was setting the stage that Daniel Bryan was going to come running out of the back because of the way that he was talking. And you'll hear like the, the guy who's recording it like getting really, really excited, but that wasn't what was going to happen. <laughs> Cody was just sharing a story about he talked uh. about he talked to Daniel earlier that day about doing this match, and here, here, check it out. Where do we get? Oh, what a great crowd! I was just gonna sing out a wrestle. When earlier today, oh my god, a WWE superstar who you all know and love very much oh from god. this part of the country. Oh my god, I'm freaking oh my out! God. Oh my god, oh my god! Hey, brother, I don't want to break your heart, but the Hooters waitress is not gonna come home with you, dude. She's just trying to get a tip. Oh my brother. god! Oh my god! That she really likes me. No, I can hear his erection. I grew up in Washington, and there was no defy. Oh my God, Daniel Bryan's coming. That would have been amazing if he did come out, but it's like, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Do we want to say the MIGS cast descriptions for next week and do some voicemails? Sure. Because we're running client code. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Why don't we do you some guys, voicemails? You guys call it. All right, yeah. we'll start with the voicemails. All right. Oh, that's me. You had the voicemails. We played the voicemails cue like 30 minutes ago. Yeah, oh, that's did. usually the case. <laughs> <laughs> right, Today up. is my favorite podcast. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, boys, it's Richie from Thunder Beast. Yeah! Richie! I, I just want to drop by and say hey and give Wyatt a big hell yeah and say thanks for letting me check out the track a few days early. Oh. Off the wagon, uh, man, it up and rips. Anyway, much love, you guys. I want to keep it short. Let's get a drink soon, all right? Here you go. I love you tons, brother. Now, you foreshadowed that you had a Richie story. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Am I still allowed to tell an off-the-wagon story? <laughs> um, so, uh, first off, Richie is an amazing human being, and I love him deeply. Like, Richie and I... And he's a mediocre drummer. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> that dude is a, a legend. <laughs> but it's funny, because Richie and I probably only see each other every six months. Mm. Uh, but uh, eh, Four to six months. But when we do, it's like no time has passed, and we love on each other. Um, again, trying to make a story really quick. I ran into 
Spencer Ritchie walking into Mayhem Fest at White River Amphitheater a few years back. So instead of going through the gates, Ritchie and I, who were hanging out with two of Slayer's roadies, went out to the parking lot oh, so that's to how start you met drinking. That's cool. <laughs> uh, oh, so, oh, oh. So, so we go out to uh, get really, really, really drunk in the parking lot, and Richie makes this drink that is a red Solo cup filled about 60% of the way up with Fireball whiskey, and then it's topped <laughs> off with Corona. Huh. Uh, Liquid hangover. I've done cider Richie, with Fireball. Wow. So I drank about four of them. Good God. And then I woke up six hours later with no recollection laying on the floor in the middle of the pit at White River Amphitheater. Wow. I'm laying down with people just standing and moshing around me. Zero recollection of anything. I have like a bloody nose or something. <laughs> and someone decided to be cool enough to tell me afterwards that I drank until I straight out, uh, straight up passed out like face first onto the uh, gravel parking lot at White River. And Richie carried me into the venue. And they let me into the venue and he put me in the pit for Slayer. <laughs> now, now keep in mind I'm laying on the ground. Nobody still hooked you up, brother. Like, Wyatt stuck. would want to be in the pit, man. Dude, he wants to hear this. took you there. He yeah. totally wants like, to hear this. You know, he, his anima still knows where it's at, <laughs> so I'm going to take it where it's supposed to be. Exactly. No, bro, it's I like was, scattering your ashes, it, man. It was the coolest <laughs> move ever. And if I, I was, if I was the ticket taker guy, I'd see Richie was a big dude. You know, like if you don't know him, he might be intimidating to some. Like I, I would be like, you know what, sir? Does he have a ticket? He does. Okay, cool. You can carry him. Yeah, in. I'm imagining that, like them being. You can't bring him in here, and Richie being like, "Look, I'm in Thunder I'm Beast. Him in here. <laughs> this is my disabled brother. This man is actually <laughs> dead, and this was one of his wishes. <laughs> <laughs> so we're doing this. I can't lay his okay. ashes out yet, but I want to lay his body out <laughs> yeah. into the mosh pit. That's awesome. But yeah, so so waking up <laughs> wow. to Slayer's South of Heaven intro tape oh. what, uh, while I'm just laying there, and apparently I had slept through like twelve bands. It was like, dude, As I Lay Dying was great like four hours ago. You were kind of laying there like this. <laughs> while hey, they woke played. up at the perfect time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, this is why it's waking up. <laughs> as Feet I, all around. <laughs> as I rise out of my coffin. I would genuinely think, <laughs> right, I would be like, I have died and I'm in hell. And, and oddly enough, they are playing South of Heaven <laughs> that was in the, hell. That was the thought I had, man. Like, whoa. Okay, so uh, I, I want to wake up to that every morning now. I just want to yeah, cue right. it up while I rise out of my coffin every morning. <laughs> right, check out our next voicemail. <laughs> Love you, Richie. Well, fellas, it's the Jester. Long time no talk. Yeah. Uh, I was wondering, I'm not sure how much of a uh, sports fan that Mr. Glenn Cannon is, but now the football season's getting close to the end, and uh, that means baseball season's coming up, and I'm thinking that another trip to a Rainier's game is oh, in yeah. our future. Oh, yeah. So hopefully we can uh, we can do that again, because I know that was probably one of the most fun times of that. We all got so wasted at a Rainier's I'm game down. that they, they had us set up in the upper level, like in like the home run section, um, like a, an area. But we got so loud and obnoxious that the guy who set it all up says, "Hey, we're gonna you. we're gonna put you yeah. down in the bullpen section, which is like basically sending all the kids into the basement." We were under <laughs> everybody else sitting there, which arguably was a better spot because great. at least the sun wasn't beating on us. Yeah. But that also meant that we had a direct line of communication with the outfielders because it was like a, 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 so a much fence. Talk. Like there was no like maybe like twenty feet away from us was the outfielder. So now we're all talking mad crap to the outfielders <laughs> on the opposing team. It was great. Nice. 
Okay. One of the opposing team's outfielders started goofing on one of the guys in our group because he was heavy set, and he's like doing like, hey, "Look at you, fat man." <laughs> it was maybe you should start funny. jogging. It was the, oh, he, that guy became our favorite baseball player. Yeah, he, it was just like he was having fun with it. He's like, "Okay, you guys are drunk and being morons. We're, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hate <laughs> you guys." I'll engage. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. We're beating your team, and now I'm making fun of your fat friend. I don't even remember the score. <laughs> I don't remember the score. So. No, I think they won. I don't remember I either. No but idea. it was awesome. We'll do it again definitely. Fantastic. And we had control of the playlist. So, oh, that's oh, epic. Nice. Yeah, so I got to like control like all the songs that were going to get played. I gave them an iPad, and they just went with it. So Cake I, by the Ocean like seven times. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Glenn paid him 15 bucks so that every single player could walk out to Underfoot. Yeah. <laughs> just every time you just if hear, they, If they let us have the batting practice playlist, you bet your ass we're going to be listening to some <laughs> Underfoot. We're going to listen to some Why Only. Yeah, we're oh, going to have some fun brother. with that. So hopefully this year we'll be able to do that again. Sorry, uh, uh, Jester here. Rest of your voicemail. I've ever had over there. Real quick, Glenn, man, listening to the story about your friend that passed away, being a uh, fellow Harley rider myself, that was just absolutely devastating. Took it to uh, took it to heart as well. I mean, it's riding a Harley is is one of the greatest things and scariest things I've ever done in my life. Uh, people really they, they don't uh, they don't notice you as well as they do in the car, obviously. But uh, I do have a story about. Uh, being on my Harley here just a couple weeks ago, um, got my, uh, for Christmas present, got a uh, little speaker system with a nice little 600 watt amp for, uh, for my Harley, so it, it, yeah. it pumps some tunes through that thing now, and uh, just happened to be listening to the uh, self-titled Window Pane re- uh, album, <laughs> nice. and dude pulls up next to me, rolls down the window, looks right at me, and says, hey! the window pane record? And I was like, hell yeah. So, uh, That's awesome. That's pumping it loud and proud out here in the, uh, in the North End. So, oh, hope man. you guys soon. Later. That's super rad, bro. Thanks. That's that killer. Awesome. I don't know if I've told you, but that's happened to me a few times really? lately where I'll be rolling through traffic and I'll be sitting there and as some, you know, a-hole in the HOV whizzes past, I hear just, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I go, I think that was Glenn! Oh, oh, <laughs> man, this guy chooses a good soundtrack to break speed laws, too. Oh, that's rad, man. Happy Thanks. Happy all the time me pulls up and like, oh, is that the new DNCE song? Yep, Cake by the Ocean, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's the guy on the Harley, like, that's listening to that. Like, <laughs> yes. I wouldn't Amazing. have made that pairing, but good on you, bro. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Can I jump on the back of your hog? No, nah, man, if I'm playing this music, people are going to think the wrong thing, but you have a nice day. <laughs> <laughs> also, you can leave us a voicemail, 253-271-4787. Hi, guys. It's Mama Hotnado. And I have an apology. Uh-oh. Yeah, I saw something about this uh, on Twitter. To, to you guys, uh, the pictures that yeah. were sent to you of me were sent from my son yeah. for uh. Christmas. That was his Christmas present to you guys. Awesome. And um, so I, I need to apologize. Either I, I misunderstood him or... I'm not listening properly, probably both, (laughs) but I just, I had to call and make this right because... I saw saw this on Twitter. She felt really bad. And Uh, I got on the, I got on the tweet 
I'm trying to embrace Twitter. Yeah, you are. Um, I got Adam on there Roy. and was like, actually, you know, Justin had said that he had met Dwayne and gotten the photos from Hawknado, and that's where they... Yeah. That was made clear, but the photos were of her. And so I think we all discussed we it. We misunderstood. And they were, all, yeah. they were all autographed. You know, thanks and love you guys from Mama Hawknado. So got be- mine in the office. Because of the autographs, we were saying, thanks, Mama Hawknado. Uh, but it wasn't necessarily... I think what happened is it wasn't unclear that they had come from Hawknado. NATO, oh. but when we talked about it on the broadcast, we thanked Mama for oh, the for the autographed photos. Yeah, so I think he went, "Oh hell, you know, Mom." Thanks, I, Mom. Yeah, and I think that's what I think that's what I saw on Twitter, and I was like, "Hey, it's all good. We love you guys." And, and Justin had made clear where they came from, mm-hmm. but because they were auto, it'd be like if we misunderstood. Or I if misunderstood, Steve yeah. brought Wyatt and the boys autographed photos of me, they'd probably say, "Oh, thanks, Glenn, for the autographed picture." Not negating that Steve had had given them, but you know yeah, what I'm saying. That honest thing, mistake. I think it was the way we uh, talked about it, and it, then we already sold Hognado out of the family. Remember when we said that we were three <laughs> favorite sons. <laughs> Been a rough week over there, Hognado. You know we so, love yeah, you. Yeah, brother, sorry we love that. you, man. There, really there sorry. really wasn't a misunderstanding. It's probably more. And trust me. It's weird when you listen back to the podcast after doing the podcast because the things you thought you said aren't what you said. The yep. things you meant to uh, say yeah. aren't what you meant to oh, say. Yeah. The You're, things you missed that the dude, other people say oh, yeah. is, uh, happens all the time. It's, it's even the headphone mix. I'll realize, like, dude, I didn't even know I was talking over Rev at that point in time. And that's yeah. a, the, as a result of, say, the headphone mix. And So it's a whole different universe hearing it back as opposed to being in the moment. So no need for an apology, zero confusion, and we love the hell out of both you guys. Uh, yeah, but we love you more than Hulk Nato. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Or the rest of it. You're stirring up. She's it never going to cook him a meal him. again, bro. And uh, I love you all. And I'm so sorry. And I want to thank Rev, yeah, Rev. And, Michelle and Michelle for making it possible for him yeah. to do that. Yeah. I love you all. And always will. <laughs> love, Mom. Bye-bye. We love you, too. I yeah. want her to be my second mom. Right? She's, she's so is. Sweet. She's all she of our second yeah. mom. Yeah, don't worry about that. Yep. All right, next voicemail. Hey, we... what's up, guys? Uh, first of all, I just have to apologize for... Oh, uh, apologies. How dep- this is a lot of... Yeah, we're... We're, we're, <laughs> we're bumming everybody out, man. It's confessional today. <laughs> uh, Wyatt and the crew, are you guys sorry for anything yet, or no? We're uh, sorry we're here. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could be in bed, man. <laughs> I don't know. I am sitting here having well this played. weird fit of guilt that, like, man, everyone's gonna think we're dicks just because we got pissed at that other band. Oh, I don't. <laughs> think no, so. I don't oh, think that's yeah. gonna be the case. Sounds oh, okay. to me like they were really pompous a holes who disrespected a guy that was bending over backwards to help them. I think Pretty Boy yeah. Floyd just lost those fifteen fans. They also that's stayed on think. their RV the whole time. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Not everyone can be as cool as Glenn Cannon though, because if you <laughs> oh, open true. for Glenn Cannon. He's going to sit there and watch your set, the damn it. Or he'll get <laughs> right up there, right onto the side of the stage and uh, cheer you on the that's whole a great time. Sign of or look at the tractor, I'll help with the changeovers after watching yeah. your set. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'll check out why he's sorry then. Interesting that voicemail sounded last week. Oh. Uh, uh. The one that I sent you at the end uh, oh, that yeah. made Glenn go all re- reflective. Uh, but, uh, I, yeah, I, I definitely sounded way more depressed than I meant to come across. <laughs> Dude, I'm so pasty and, uh, white that I'm always reflective, so brother. It's cool. I say, but just forgot. Uh, the first thing being my name. Uh, you know, that thing you use to identify people. So, um, yeah, my name is Kyler. Uh, What's up, Kyler? Um, 
Kyler. So yeah, there's Kyler. that. Uh, and I think I have the perfect description for the MIGS cast. Oh. Uh, Mud I flaps. I believe I emailed Steve uh, at uh, steve at ksw.com. So hey, that's uh, your hopefully email. you check that. Uh, and yeah, so I'm Kyler. That's Much love, bro. Uh, yeah, I'll definitely try and uh, make it to Dropped that. It. Uh, that <laughs> Dropped everything else to get to it. Because <laughs> um, I just want to rock my face off. And, uh, so, yeah. Thank nice. you guys again. Much love, um, bro. Steve, check that email. All right. Stay positive. Yeah, I got it. Uh, but I'll save it for next week. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll, I, we'll... I, I got to tell a funny cast story, which yes. was I went to the tractor to see Van Epps Saturday and met a really sweetheart of a guy, a photographer named Shane. But I was standing. Rock machine. Um, I, I'm guessing. I, I don't know. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Um, my buddy uh, Jared was up there shooting, so I walked up to say hi to him, and I was like, "Hey, man, what's up?" And then kind of got this nudge, and I looked, and and this cat was like, "Dude, you're Glenn from the Mix Cast." And I was like, "Yeah." And he's like, "I recognize your voice." First time I've ever gotten that. I was like, <laughs> "Not Glenn from Window." Yeah. I was, no. Glenn from the Mix. I recognize your voice, and Dude, he's like, "Oh, awesome. I love you, man." And immediately I'm like, "I'm sorry, man. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry for all the things I say and Apology do." But he tour. was like the nicest guy. I bet but, it was Rock Machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah it, totally. Uh, a sweetheart of a guy. Good photographer um, too. Yeah, man. Um, we uh, he's contacted me before we had met anyway, but yeah, literally. He that was how he identified me. He's like, dude, I recognize your voice. That's awesome. First time that's ever happened to me. Kind of oh, blew yeah. me away. Hopefully, first of many. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I'll <laughs> take like, that. Ah. I'll take as much of that as I can get. All right, here's another voicemail for us. This this just makes me cringe. It drives me nuts. Okay, I love my mother to death. Oh God, I do. But my mother. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, I'm already in. <laughs> let's I'm, let's, I'm let's, let's yeah, do this. Going, Come on, let's do this. In. <laughs> all right, let me pull back a second because I'm gonna, I'm gonna hear all of this. Okay, here we go. My mother is a butt toucher. Like, it's ridiculous. What? She touches my butt. She touches my dad's butt. She hits my sister's butt all the time. It's crazy. And last week at dinner, my girlfriend was over, and she hit my she hit my girlfriend's butt and said, I love those jeans. I was like, Mom, what are you doing? She's being friendly, man. She's just trying to get like a football pat on the ass sort of thing. No, she's like, I love these jeans. I love those jeans. I'm a butt. I grab my wife's butt all the time. I do like, too. All I the grab time. You grab my wife. I grab everybody in this room. Wait, everybody grab my wife's butt. Well, no. gosh, I didn't even know she knew you. No wonder why she likes your song. <laughs> 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 As someone who was raised in a household with a family that doesn't believe in like body boundary issues like that, because my mom's like the same way. I'm pretty yeah. sure my mom pinches Kyle's ass every That's time awesome. she sees that. Oh, she That's has, not why though, oh, bro. No, no, no. But, uh, she's going she for broke. She always gives you that real, real tight hug, and then you feel that hand slide down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So she's looking to see, set you up with a new stepdad, and he's sitting uh, right there. Yeah, right. <laughs> Daddy, no! But uh, no, man, like, I'm sorry, everybody expresses themselves in their own way just as long as, you know, everybody's comfortable with it. I mean, I'm super weird about my bubble. I'm really weird about That's why it's hard when you're out at shows and people Oh, I'm are, so sorry. It's okay. I love I, you guys. I, I violate your bubble oh, a lot. Yeah, it's all right. Though. See, Steve's touching my Pop thigh right now. Here comes why everyone's touching bubble. my thigh. If you watch, my face might even turn red, man. I get weird it's about my there. personal it's space. There. Wouldn't that be funny it's if you just snapped and just went red? Oh, he's all red. Yeah, yeah. you just went beat red. Yeah. Do you want a cookie? 
<laughs> yeah. Yes, I do too. But no, no, the one that gets me is when you're hammered, someone's hammered at a club. And they bubble talk, nose to oh, nose. Oh, yeah. And you back up and they follow you. It's like a bee they in a parking lot, that. man. Just, you know? Yeah, yeah. So. They want to tell you their entire life and everything going on that And close. especially if they've been drinking all night, it's like, I don't need to smell vodka Booze that breath. way ever. Yeah, and you keep cookie. backing up and they keep following you, man. It's like, a, oh, oh, thanks for the cookie. These dude. are legit. <laughs> Wait, Rob's now we're all going to sit here with a mouthful of cookies. Yeah. Rob's got to give the credit. Yeah, these are from the girlfriend, man. Oh, oh yeah. hey, seriously, oh. we love. I got to go to work after this. These don't have weed in them, do they? Nope. All right, cool. <laughs> cool. Damn it, I'm, I'm done so with work. I, I would be screwed, you know. <laughs> no, you'd do great. You'd be flying nice and high. All right, I'm a buck grabber with my wife, right? Yeah. And one time I was hanging out with my family, and. I almost just completely goosed my own mom because I was, like, you know, like, I was just like hanging, oh, no. standing, like holding my mom, giving her an arm hug, and then I'm like, typically when I put my arm around my wife, eventually it ends up on her ass, and I squeeze. <laughs> Routine. And I'm like, Understood. And I almost got to the point where I was about to grab my mom. I'm like, oh my god, that would have been the weirdest moment with my mom ever. No, so mm-hmm. my mother, very British, very proper, mm-hmm. very you know, nice, respectable lady, and I'm she's sh- from Britain. <laughs> Um, she moved here when she was about six, so she I doesn't have, no have the accent. Yeah, I'm baffled. Right now. My mother, my mother grew up enough here that she doesn't have the accent. Okay, <laughs> she moved here when she was maybe six to eight years old, but still proper all my, about the etiquette. My grandmother was extraordinarily British. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But anyway, there was a wedding that I was at with my mom, and we were slow dancing out on the floor, and mom's so proper and such a lady that, yeah, I pulled her in. I had a hold of her ass. You know, she's like, oh, you know exactly what you're doing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, She's like, everyone's looking. I'm like, no, just go with it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God, I hate you. You know, yeah, just just having a ball with her, man. I love you, too, Mom. Yeah, just really having a ball with her. pushing her out of the comfort zone She's such a proper, she's such a lady, which is funny. You meet my dad. He used to drag race Harley-Davidson fuelers. And he circle tracked his whole opposite. Opposite Dude, tracks. I grew up in this house where dad would be baking pistons in the oven and my mother's screaming. And it, I don't know how they ended up together, but they're still together after all these years. And it's a total. There's hope. Yeah, you wouldn't <laughs> think that would have worked. <laughs> yep. This is Kyle and I's This is a wedding straight song. off of the Beverly Hills Cop soundtrack. Oh, it's opposites attract. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Is this some Paula Abdul? With MC Scat Cat. I'm oh. the animated cat. <laughs> yeah, the animated cat is uh, is Glenn's origin story. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> I made love to myself so many times to this music video, I can't even count. I'll tell you. No. There was another one where they were all on, like, scaffolding. It was oh, a Paula Abdul video. Cold Hearted Snake. Yeah, I used to. Yep. I used to abuse myself to Cold Hearted Snake. That was snake. hot. Yeah, it was. She was so hot. I know. Oh. I might even watch that video tonight. Wow. See if it still, see if it still resonates, you know? <laughs> yeah. Because sometimes I look at stuff that. Because when I was a kid, you know, a strong breeze was all it took. And I look at some of that stuff now and I'm like, huh. I destroyed myself yeah. to this. No, no. Oh, now I'm so desensitized that I'm like, it's hard to believe that used to work so well for me. <laughs> Anything worked. You know, back it's a then. Sears catalog. It's not, a, it's not even the underwear Geographic. section. You know, it's like a girl with a tennis racket. I'm like, oh man, it's Be, hot. Being the guy who's <laughs> the, bra <laughs> se- the, the bra section in the Sears catalog was totally oh, pornography. Yeah, but kids oh, don't yeah. now. Teens, they don't know this now. They don't know the, the internet. Struggle. They can pull up anything. I had the internet when I was eight years old. I was ruined early. Yeah, <laughs> like See, real early. You couldn't get man. creative with your porn. Oh yeah, no, no, no. It was uh, I was seeing you the have worst to of the worst a, at a like world, eight. <laughs> I made good money stealing 
pornographic magazines and then selling them because they were still in the plastic, which oh, meant aerial awesome. quotes, they hadn't been used. Wow, yeah. virgins. And I would get like, you know, 30 bucks for a penthouse in middle school. Be like, bro, you want a penthouse? Still in the plastic, 30 bucks. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I'll bring it tomorrow, Glenn. All right, cool. Condition. I just imagine him walking in in a trench coat oh, dude, that's straight. in a magazine. Dude, no, no, in, in middle school, hey, see? I peddled porn. I, I peddled <laughs> stolen Nintendo games. I really did. Um, I would go to Zales. They kept them in a big bin and there were no magnetic no magnetic little security things on. So I used oh, to man. steal Nintendo mm-hmm. games and I'd take them to school and be like, yeah, man, I got, you know. I had Glenn a, is why we don't I have thought nice I things. was so cool for selling <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. Well, then my high school, uh, I, uh, most of my friends were older, so I became an alcohol distributor. And I was the guy that, like, I could sell a 40 a bud for 10 bucks. So I always had cases of booze in my trunk. And I would go to all the parties and sell alcohol to everyone because I had access to it. So I was like an entrepreneur. Actually, a great story. My dad tells where uh, he heard the because I used to shut my car off and drift in, you know. Oh yeah. And he was saying he was laying there. It was summertime. His window was open. He heard the gravel crunch as my car rolled in in stealth mode. And he's like, "Huh." So he looked out the window and he saw me go around, open the trunk, fiddle around with some stuff, and then come in the house. So he goes out the next day, opens my trunk, and there's, you know, a ton of liquor, cases of beer, you name it. So being my father, he has to do what he has to do. He confiscates it. So the next day, I go, and my inventory is missing. This is an issue. Because, man, my trick was juice pops were 90 cents. So I'd stand at the exit of the lunch line and say, can I have your dime? Can I have your dime? Can I have your dime? It takes a lot of dimes, saving up dimes to buy that booze. You know, can I have your dime? Can I have your dime? And that's everyone that bought a juice pop, they always had a dime, and I'd save up the dimes. And this was so now I'm talking to my dad. I'm like, hey, pop, uh, were you um, in my car? He's like, yeah. I'm like, uh, you found some stuff there, did you? <laughs> yeah, I did. What were you doing with all that? What are you doing with all that booze? You know, it's the middle of the week. What are you doing? <laughs> uh, I sell it. Really? Yeah, I, I, I sell it. That's you, you know how Heather always hits you up for money to go to the dance, or go to the movies, and I don't? I sell it. That's how I pay for the things I want to do. Um, and he was like, well, he's like, you know, I, that was the thing. And I love it when my dad tells the story. He's like, because I wanted to be angry with him. But I was sitting there going, well, goddamn. I'm so, I'm so proud. proud. So then, then came the moment when I was like, uh, listen, Pop, um, I need that inventory. I need that back. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I, I, you know I can't give it's it to you. in my belly. And I'm like, Dad, you really, really set me back. I need that. I need that back. I have and, plans and, this weekend. And he's like, I can't. Son, I, I respect your honesty the and hustle. I respect and your hustle, yeah. <laughs> but I can't give this back to you. And this went back and forth for a minute. Like I wasn't in trouble, yeah. though I should have been. You know, you, you talk about underage. Hell, yeah. I think I was a sophomore. You know what I mean? Uh, all that. No, no trouble. But he wouldn't return my inventory to me. So he set me. So then I had to go scrounge for change and hit people. I had to start all over again. He really set me back. Uh, anyway, that's and awesome. it's like Scarface lost yeah. his empire. Oh man, you know? <laughs> we will rebuild. Let's get another voicemail. <laughs> Migs, Rev, hello, Glenn Cannon, hello, Justin and Hannah. Hey, yes. Wyatt only in the wreckage should be in there with you guys. We, we love you so much, Kyle, Rob. And Mr. Willie Nelson, we love you guys. Hopefully, we can make it out to you guys' show in Arlington. That's a long ways away from you guys. We're looking at hotels. 
Uh, <laughs> when's the show in Arlington? Uh, that is like that it already happened. Fe- no, no, no. It's, <laughs> it's actually so. It's February 11th. We're we're playing with Superfacta up at the Mirkwood. Oh, nice. So it's going to be a good time. Oh. And all I'm going to say is stay tuned and block out your schedule for February 25th because it's going to be Kyle and I's birthday show. We're oh, announcing cool. that on Loud and Local on Sunday. And that bill is oh my god. And we're going to have those guys in a, in, in a month or so. We're going to have the boys in Superfector hanging out yeah, with us. Awesome. Kyle we're doing would probably a lot put with, Tony and I Superfector. up for the night. I would almost go all the way up there. You should but should out, I wait until the 25th? Uh, no, no, no. So that's oh, Kyle's February making 11th. the yes face. Fe- February 11th. Both. <laughs> but you should come up for the 25th as well, and you should just come sing off the wagon with us or something. Oh, that'd be cool. You know the words now. That'd you have no yeah. excuse. <laughs> Some of them. <laughs> yeah, I do know the words. You I still have my words. text, I'm sure, with the, with yeah, the chords. Yeah, it's in my notepad, man. <laughs> yeah, nice. I've, I've got the lyrics from Kyle, yeah. Perfect. So, just wanted to say... I love you guys. Wyatt, you're amazing. Kyle, Rob, Willie, you guys have always treated us well. Um, But to Mr. Glenn Cannon, I have a question for him. Uh Uh-oh. Is there any way (laughs) we could get a copy of the Push album? Oh, yeah, dude, no worries. I owe Wyatt one, too. I just asked you this. You know, funny. Stuck on all of you guys for such a long time, and I want to hear everything. Absolutely everything. So, love you guys. Have a good one. Stay positive. Mama Hawk, NATO, Hannah and I, we love you. Have a good one. Bye, we guys. love you guys so, so much. You guys so, are family. So much fun. Yeah, bro. Um, It's a funny thing. Can I, I just say real quickly, uh, Rob, your girl made the most amazing peanut butter cookies. Yeah. Okay, right. sorry. They are delicious. So they are fantastic. Me say you're amazing. The drugs are starting to kick in now. Yeah, we yeah. all look sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, J- uh, Justin, man, just um, at that stupid 5,000 friend cap. I'm pretty sure we're Facebook friends. I know I've seen some of Hannah's posts, so I know at least I've got Hannah. Yeah, I don't Just, think he... Justin's I, not on Facebook. I was about to say, I think... Okay, yeah. I think everything is goes... Facebook-wise goes through Well, Hannah. I've got about 90 yeah. people in queue, and every fourth day, yeah. four fall it's out like a party. and I can add You gotta wait for people uh, to leave the party to come into the party. It's so lame, man. <laughs> Dude, I have like over a thousand some people. It bums it, me it, out, I hate man. it, too. It's so tough being uh, the cool kid at the party. But, um, <laughs> it is. It really, it really is. is. So just have... You know what it is, though? It definitely is... It's the long one. Can we all sing this together? Yes. Glorious! (laughs) I won't give in, I won't give in till I'm victorious! Which, by the way, that music video is going to happen at no, some no, we point. We have to do that. We're Shut locked up when in. I'm talking to you. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're, lo- we're locked in. But uh, <laughs> Justin, have Hannah send me your address via Facebook Messenger, and I will take care of your needs. Nice. Yeah. In more and, ways than one. Yeah, right? <laughs> and we love you guys tons. Thank you for the kind words. And love I found your great. wedding ring They're... at the tractor and pond it. I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, what's up? This is Trevor from Puyallup. Trevor. I uh, just listened to the last Pigs cast. What's up? The crazy artist with Starbucks, and I have an aunt like that. I couldn't even tell you what her order is, anything close to it. But she gets non-fat, skim milk, whatever. But then she has a drink. Yeah. Oh, girls in the house. <laughs> yeah. Bro. I am videoing this Why? right now. Thrill's all bacon up. Thrill is gorgeous. Ah, hey, so man. the stripper arrives. This is a Bam. job requirement. Yeah, it is. One day, we must do a video for bourbon and bacon. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. 
So you need some bourbon, though. He that drank was it. The point of the we video. Didn't do that. Thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> You're welcome. I was crying because there's no bourbon. Thrill. Oh no! Well, I got to ask you a question. If, if, make sure you jump on that mic. Thrill. If we can, real quickly. I've, I've shared yeah. it with some friends, and the reaction has always been awesome. <laughs> Tell everybody what uh, podcast you and I are working on. Oh. Oh, oh, so, all right, so here's the thing, right? You got two Steves, right? right. People, there's two Steves. I'm like, you missed the bigger point. The company is not thrilled with this, but we think we got something, right? So, he's Migs, right? Rev, your face says you might already oh, know Oh, I know what you're going to say. So, he's Migs, and he's white. Well, no, I'm Steve and I'm black, so we want to do the Migs and Nigs. <laughs> <laughs> no! So, <laughs> I can see why the company wouldn't be please uh, do this. Really kosher see, with that. Just really wigging out about that, man. Here's the thing, though, man. We're like, do you know how many issues we can tackle? Everything. Because yeah. white people don't get the chance to talk about anything. And we agreed, like, yeah, you should have the chance, Migs, <laughs> to say your part. Yeah, so the Migs and Nigs. And this all started because he walked in the office and goes, hey, man. <laughs> I'm thinking for a week I'm going to go by Steve Niggs. I'm like, that's great. <laughs> but we thought, this oh is the greatest God. day of my life. So and I'm like, let's do a podcast. Yeah. We cannot guarantee this podcast will happen. It probably won't. I hope it does. No, if the bosses go, okay. Like if they, and right, they will it's say, okay. at best, <laughs> Okay. Like, that's the best way Intro to say Intro song, it. Ebony and Ivory. It'll be done. Uh, no, yes. it makes a niggs. Migs and niggs. Migs and niggs. Migs and niggs. Yeah, so. He's the niggs. If, if we can get the brass to sign off on the. <laughs> on the Migs and niggs podcast. Chances are they won't. Then yeah. that'll happen. So. Will Windows play, play and play the theme song? I do not really do podcasts, right? But if they if they sign off on that, then I'm going to do it. That's when you're in. Yeah. Mix the nicks, dude. Yeah, so. That would be the greatest podcast of all time. With all due Just, respect to all the podcasts we're a part of. People will be mad no matter what. And that's what we're like, we can't fail. You no. can't do anything to piss someone off. You're already <laughs> mad. My <laughs> name, like, right now, what is this about? But yeah, man. I, mean, oh, yeah. I want cuss, but you know. Right now, <laughs> Steven's telling us in a giant bacon outfit with a wig. I and shot some, some video. Yeah, man. okay. The video will be up. Yeah. <laughs> this is the job requirement. And by the way, I'm wearing the wig backwards. Oh, okay. So that, he's kind of got a... I wanted the hair in my face. He's got a sweet Justin Bieber bang. Yeah, so rocking. It's yeah. great. Yeah. Hey, bro. Hey, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had hair in my face. It's just never happened. You're not missing much. <laughs> I don't know, man. Says you. <laughs> then we got to get t-shirts made. <laughs> oh, makes and makes. Oh, my and God. I want like one. It could be like the... Mid- <laughs> right? Be like, I mean, yeah, the yin-yang It doesn't have to no. be offensive. It half just, of the shirt is actually just white <laughs> material, and half of the shirt is just black material. Just so two of them together. That's it. Yes, that's, that's it. Wow, what you look like. <laughs> <laughs> that is goddamn. So sad, coming man. soon to. That's incredible, man. To the podcast at so world. You, no, they won't. No, they won't. They will now. <laughs> they, Ten years, they'll be like, "You're an ass." <laughs> <laughs> this is spectacular. Yeah. I'm taking uh, a selfie with you. So look, man. Oh, no, uh, dude. I like how we all got quiet for the selfie. (laughs) Migs and Nigs send emails to Intercom. (laughs) Deal. Deal. I'll do it. Coming soon. Demand it. I need it. And all you bitches are invited. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The Nigs from Migs and Nigs. I'm imagining the emails pouring in like, I am deeply offended by what I just The hell with them. (laughs) (laughs) That's 2017. 
We all have something to say. Migs do, nigs do. Let's talk about it. That's how you handle that. M and N 2017. Please leave all of this. That made my day, dude. And like a meat tornado, there he goes. Bacon makes everything better, mother. Don't swear. Thank you. Oh my God. You know, honestly, that just happened. I think that's how we end this podcast. I'm sorry if anyone. Look for the video of that moment in time on the Migs Cast Facebook page within the next. I don't know when, bro. Every time I, I pitch that to anyone oh, that's willing man. to listen, Steve can have a job here. Yeah, you can be our producer. <laughs> he walks in dressed as a strip of bacon and just hijacks the show. That's amazing. <laughs> the greatest ending to the Bigs cast ever. Yes. Hey, Wyatt Only in the Wreckage. Thank you guys. Check out the brand new song Off the Wagon at KISW.com. Thank you so much. We love you guys tons and tons and tons. And I think uh, next week, it's next week the 24th. Yep. We, I think it's uh, Aaron yeah. Jones is going to be joining us that's next right. week. Yes. He's amazing. Yeah, that's going to be. I'm going to check on my calendar before I uh, completely sell something that's not. Yep. Aaron Jones joining us from AJ and Aaron Jones in the way. He'll be on the Migs cast next week, so that'll be a lot of fun. Glenn Cannon, as always, it's a blast. Hey. Uh, big show over at the Highway 99 Blues Club. That's right. February 3rd. Friday the 3rd. And that's, that's going to be with uh, the guessing game. The guessing game and the Adarna. And then the video, official music video for Underfoot, which you've been sitting on for weeks will drop next Tuesday as well. Nice. Thank Woo! you for listening and stay positive. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.